Welcome back, adventurers. Last we left our party, the Faketh Nerd group, they were given a quest to go to the northern mountains by the Queen Elsa of Arendelle. As Ben, the, palad the paladin, Ryan, the barbarian half-orc, Brandon, the ranger, the half-elf ranger, and... Want to be a paladin. It's too late. Too late now, buddy. And Sparks, the gnome paladin as... No, no. You're a cleric, yeah. The gnome cleric. I prefer him as a gnome. <laughs> Started trekking towards the northern, to the northern, to the northern mountains to find whatever ails the kingdom of Arendelle. They were, they were suddenly attacked by the, by the, tr by the plane walker known as Rick. As they tried to reason with him, he instead decided to say, "Hey, f you all of you!" Flipped him off, led the beholder, walked into a portal, ran away, and here we are in episode one sixty nine. Nice ah! of the fake. Oh, the Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, we're no, no, no. The Faketh Nerd Podcast. The Faketh sir. Nerd Podcast. Because that's what you said. You're all yeah. wrong. It's the Faketh Nord Podcast. Oh, that's the, oh, no, that's the, the Chinese no, the off-brand. Nord yeah. Nordcast. Yeah, Fake Nordcast. Nordcast. America number one podcast. Uh, my, my, my bit, I want to be a paladin, is from Voltron. Oh, There's okay. an episode where they do a quote-unquote D&D. Oh, yeah? And so it's just one of those filler kind of fun episodes. And uh, Aliens and astronauts. And uh, Shiro, who's the black lion, he's like... Uh, I want to be a paladin. It's like, why do you always want to be a paladin? Every time he dies, he's like, I want to be a paladin again. <laughs> it's just every single time. It's fun. <laughs> I like right. Shiro. All right. I like Voltron. I like D&D. Yeah, so do I. I like Rick and Morty a lot, too. Have you guys heard of that new season? No, it's not on Hulu. I saw mm. one episode of the new first of the new season, and we I haven't been able to watch the other episodes. We should sit down and do that. Add it to the list of 29 other mm -hmm. shows. Yeah. What's up, guys? How's it going? It's going. We got food. We, we, we got did things get food. to talk about. We Some got nerdy time. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Fake nerd comfy cast. How was your yeah. guys' uh, guys week? It was a week, all right. It was a week. I didn't actually. I'll go first because I didn't really do too much. Uh, I played a little bit more Death Stranding. Um, I'll be honest. Like it's not. It's not. The hooks aren't in as much as I wish they were. But that's okay. Not every game could be a ten out of ten. Like it's still fine. But like I don't feel. Dr I don't feel drawn to play it as much as I first when I first started playing it. Um, but it's still fine. Uh, I played this game on Xbox Game Pass that I've wanted to play for a long time. It's called Subnautica, and it's a survival game where you crash land on an alien world, and it's all um, underwater based. So like, you start out, you immediately go underwater. Um, it's kind of hard, and it's not very fun. <laughs> I wish it was fun, and it's sad because I've wanted to play this game for a long time, and I'm like, this is really time-consuming and really tedious, and um, the upgrades aren't fast enough, and you die really easily because it's all underwater, so you lose breath really easily. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to play another Death Stranding. <laughs> so um, uh, I didn't watch The Mandalorian yet because I got away from my boy, Sparks, over there. Um, I watched Actually, I watched the movie that you watched, Oh. and we'll talk about it when you talk about it because um, I forgot it came out, and then you saw it, and I'm like, I got to watch it. So I did. Is it in theaters or on Netflix? Uh, I don't know. Where'd you watch it? Oh, I watched it on the internet. <laughs> I'll oh, tell you, okay. it came out in May. I'll say that. It's another language. It's a different language. Got movie. it. Got yes, it. We'll got talk it. about it when you talk about it. I didn't really do that much this week, unfortunately. So I'm done. I'm good. I'm done. Bye. Well, uh, Bye. I, I guess I'll go since he passed it off to me anyway. Pass it off. Um, I watched uh, a couple of movies. Obviously, I'm watching a lot of Star Wars right now. Oh, I did watch one Star Wars movie. Yeah, That's I'm correct. Watching I'm watching through Empire Strikes Back, and I played Jedi Fallen Order, mm -hmm. all of which we will talk about on a later date mm -hmm. on the show. But I w I, um, I'll, do, I'll do this first. I read some comics. I always read comics. I, I read a lot of comics, too, yeah. I read uh, The Green Lantern. I caught up on The Green Lantern mm -hmm. uh, by Grant Morrison. It is so nice to have Grant Morrison writing a DC comic. Yeah. Like I, him came back again. Yeah, so I was I read the Green Lantern and I read Doomsday Clock, and one of the things that I I've realized is how much both those writers Green uh, Green Lantern is not a writer. Uh, I mean, but they have worked on 
Both, yeah. yeah. Grant Morrison and Jeff Johns have shaped what I believe to be the DC universe. Like they are the voices I got into when I got into comics. Like they have, uh, they are the DC universe for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's those voices I hear when it's whatever. Um, like Grant Morrison was the Batman run I got into the first time. His his Batman or Robin is my was my favorite. Yeah, I um, love Dick Grayson as Batman. And uh, like the Black Glove is such a good good book. Oh my god, yeah. Um, and Jeff Johns obviously is my favorite writer. Uh, I love Doomsday Clock. I said this last week, mm-hmm. uh, and especially this last issue solidifies what what I love about it. There's basically Jeff's final thesis on the DC universe before he's wiped away from it. Before he's wiped <laughs> away from it, like exactly, like it's it's um, it, it, there's stuff, there's, there's stuff with Lex Luthor in this one where Lex Luthor is talking about uh, the events that have that were just explained to us in the la- in the previous issue, which I won't get to because you guys are reading it. Um, I was six years ago. Yeah, I mean we will talk about we we will talk about it on the show in in full detail. Um, but he and he talks about like uh, Lex Luthor says. Someone has been manipulating us, and I have been doing this with Superman for decades, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of it. So it's like Lex Luthor's on the warpath. That's cool. That's cool. A- and uh, and at the end, there's a bit. There's a bit with like Lex Luthor's files and how Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor then becomes Jeff Johns' mouthpiece for the retcons. He puts on a baseball cap <laughs> <laughs> for the retcons of the DC universe. Like, uh, and mm-hmm. so this is basically fi- finally Jeff is being like, okay, if I'm never writing a DC comic again, I need to find finalize like it's my conclusion yes like if my entire time at dc dc comics has been a essay this is my conclusion i will tell you the one thing um the book is really good uh i now that we're nearing the end i don't like that it uses watchmen to correct the dc universe Mm -hmm. because watchmen is a singular self-contained thing that they are using because of a name and again it is a really good book Mm -hmm. but uh it's there's no reason this should be happening. I, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will softly agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's still, it is an incredible book. I am not taking yeah. it away, but I like, think it, I think it, it's, it's less, it's less that it's Watchmen and more that he wanted to use Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, and I guess like, why? And it's but issue eleven, sorry, issue ten. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't read issue ten. I know that's when I stopped. Yeah. Uh, okay, that that is the why. Yeah. That is the why it has to be Doctor Manhattan. Okay. And I. Like after reading that issue, I'm like, shit, yeah, okay, okay. okay. Um, but I, I, aside of those two, I read the first issues of a couple of Dawn of X titles. Woo, baby! <laughs> I've not talked enough about X Men. <laughs> Finally, I read uh, X Men. I read Marauders. Hell yeah! I read X Force and I read New Mutants. I'm glad. I liked three of those. Which one did you not like? I didn't. I wasn't crazy about New, New Mutants. That, oh, that's such a bummer. That's yeah. like the most character centric book I think too, man. That's a shame. It wasn't necessarily that I wasn't into it. It's that. I'm not as familiar with the X-Men, but yes. all of those books had characters I knew and the, could attach it, myself that to. That is a very, like, for people who aren't, like, who are new to X-Men, they are the most, like, unknown character. Yeah. That's, that's true. So, like, New Mutants came up, and I'm like, okay, yeah, but I don't know any of these guys. Did and you at least like the cool space pirate stuff with I Corsair? I like the Corsair. Corsair's Corsair. so good. And I, so, so I'm reading it, and I'm like, look, I can't pick up six books. I Yeah, so, I'm dropping one of them. So yeah. I have to, I have to be very picky mm-hmm. i'm not even going to search out the two that i didn't that i didn't you don't need to don't worry about fallen angels but uh Man, marauders I, x-men is that the one you're dropping yeah yeah no yeah. i need to make a trip out to the store because i haven't picked up my pull in what feels like a long time you not have checked out any of the xbox yet not yet damn dog because they're all at the store waiting for me I feel yeah like. uh, marauders x-men and x-force are the other three that i'm gonna put the, I, this list. is maybe like it's only been two issues because the second issue came out but like this might be my favorite thing jerry duggan's ever written yeah like that dude writes these like the x-men so well and he writes kitty pride so well and he has such kate. you're right thank you kate sorry 
sorry, Kate. It's been it's been little years. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> uh, transitions are hard. But um, he has such a definitive voice for all those characters, and like he writes such a good Emma Frost. I love yeah. it so much. Like that is that is like. That is what I wanted from these X books. Like, it's a weird pirate book. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, this book's so good. Yeah. Yo ho, yo ho. Yeah, for real. So yeah. I've, I'm, I'm enjoying those, so I'm going to add those to my and playlist. And you liked X Force? I liked X Force. A lot of people don't like X Force. I think uh, I liked X Force because it was more with Professor Xavier. Yes. And I really need to know what's going on with Professor yes, Xavier. Yes. And I think that's why so many people are mad uh, because something happens to Charles Xavier, and it's like, guys, if you literally just read House of X and Powers <laughs> of Ten, you know that he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole point of these books. <laughs> but people are still losing their minds. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, and yeah. I like the I like the cast of X Force more, more than I like. Yeah. It's all characters I know. It's all mm-hmm. characters I'm familiar with in some degree. Yeah. Benjamin Percy writes, I think, a really good Wolverine. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited for his solo book. Um, real quick, Sparks, have you read any of the books, or have you had? No, I haven't had time. That's fair. Yeah, they're uh, they're there. They're sitting right right in there. No, I feel you. So obviously we watched Frozen two, which we were talking about in this uh, episode. Um, uh-huh. I also started watching Claus. Klaus, sorry, uh, I didn't I didn't finish it. Uh, this is J.K. Simmons, the Santa Claus Netflix animated film. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. And animation. that dude works. Yeah, I heard <laughs> that was a really good movie. It's really good so far. I'm really into it. That's good. Uh, speaking of Netflix, I watched Dolomite is my name. I keep Did you finish it? I finished I keep it. Forgetting. And we need to do that too. That movie is. Awesome. Nice. Dude, man. Eddie Murphy is great. I s- oh, but wow. you know who steals the show? Who's Wesley the show? Snipes. Wesley Snipes. He's the director, right? Like, no, he's the no. guy who plays the director? He plays the director and co-star yeah. of the Dolomite movie. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Man. There's a bit in the movie, and I'm not going to give away the, the whole, like, everything about the movie, but there's a bit. So he's, he's like, this hoity-toity, like, actor. Like, whenever he says action, he's like, action. Oh. So he so he plays this this very character. This very character. He's like a black exploitation Ed Wood. Yeah. And it's so, he's so good in the movie. He t- he steals the movie for me, but Eddie Mur- it's still Eddie Murphy's movie, and he's really great in it. But Wesley Snipes steals action on this one scene, and Eddie Murphy is doing this fake kung fu for the Dolomite movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've seen the trailers. And uh, and then he yells, cut, cut. He turns to the cameraman. Is there any way you can frame this in a way that makes it look like he's actually kicking these people? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the cameraman goes, no such angle exists. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so when when Eddie Murphy is was done with the scene when they're done with the scene, uh, Eddie Murphy is like, "Do you should we do that again?" And uh, he Mr. Snipes just goes, "I see no reason to do that again." <laughs> I did. I I want to see it so bad. And they're the, that director and Eddie Murphy are doing Coming to America too with Wesley Snipes with Wesley Snipes. So I'm like, that team must work really well together. Uh, on oh Beverly Hills Cops Four is going to Netflix. Not sorry. Yeah. Ooh, yes, but they're making Coming to America yeah. too. That team, but Beverly yes. Hills Cop Four is going to Netflix. Yes, yeah, it's, he's com- he's coming back. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's okay. So we got the Resolution, we got the Reconnaissance. What's Eddie Murphy's coming back thing? We'll th- we'll think about it. Give me a minute. Mur- Murphyissance. Mm, no, because it can't be the works. same name. It's got to be something. Right. It's got to be something. Uh, different. We'll uh, think about but it. Murphy Revolution. No, because we have got the Resolution. Oh damn it, that's right. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. We'll think about it. Uh, all right. So, but I so I'm in theaters, obviously Frozen, Joker. I saw Joker finally. Yeah. Uh, is fine. Yeah. But okay. I'm just happy that like, if you think it's fine, there's obviously some good stuff in it. Like I still like. I mean, I don't like the. Uh, you know, I'll say it here. Wa- Joaquin Phoenix is great. That's the best thing about the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll just say it here. I don't like the idea because it perpetuates this narrative that's been very prevalent in United States culture for a couple of for a couple of months now, specifically. Uh, you know, not to get too political, but uh, it's the idea, and it's not this movie's fault. This movie was filmed two years ago, mm-hmm. so it's it's. It's just kind of coincidence that it came out around this time. Yeah. Um, the idea that that because he has a mental illness, he is he is therefore this murderer. Yes. 
and I don't like that. No, yeah, that's that's. I, I don't think you've listened to our review. Like, I haven't, it's no. been a while ago. That's exactly the problem we had. Yeah, you yeah. should. Now that you've seen it, I think yeah. it's worth you know just listening to what what discussion. And we the problem had at some is, point. and the problem is, like the mental illness part is such a small factor. There's a couple lines that that are about yeah. it. He could just be a guy who's final, on him. To, his final monologue is all about that. To yeah. me, that's that's the defining problem. Is that in a sense, the character defines that the thesis of the reason, the thesis in quotations of the reason that he does everything he does is because he's someone with mental illness who is mistreated. Yes. And I'm like, that's just not a good one. Yeah. That's just poorly yeah. executed and poorly thought that, out. That part of the movie should have just been left out. Yeah. If I, it was just, I agree. If it was just like falling down with the Joker, that would have been so much better. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, but a better movie that has something to do about society is Parasite. Boy. So I saw Parasite, Bong Joon-ho? Yes. Yeah. He directed Snowpiercer and The Host. I love Snowpiercer. Yes. You should watch The Host. Okja is also his uh, Okja, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's a phenomenal at talent. Yeah. yeah. I watched, uh, that movie is excellent. I th- it, I, I don't want to say it's my favorite movie because I just watched it this week, but like it's like in my top five of the year. Yeah. That movie, that's the reason, like, Old Boy is my favorite movie. It's a South Korean drama. Old Boy is very much like this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts kind of like weird and conventional, and then like an hour, and you're like, oh, what's going on here? It's weird. I didn't know James Josh Brolin was in a South Korean film. Oh, you stop it. We don't talk <laughs> about it. God, that movie's so bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I loved Parasite. I thought the movie was excellent. Yeah, it is phenomenally acted. It is so fun, like a darkly funny. Also, if you don't know what it's about, don't look it up. Don't look it up. I didn't know what it was about. Neither did I. I was just from like I watched one trailer and I watched uh, and I watched uh, and I saw the poster and mm-hmm. I from that I thought it was something completely different than what I, what I saw. And the fact that I didn't know what this movie was, I think, helped me enjoy it a whole, whole lot more. Yeah, it's a really weird, surreal family uh, drama. I've, I've heard stuff about it, um, not a lot, just like a good and those kind of things. Um, but it, when it was first being talked about, I thought for a little while that it was a... I didn't look into it, so I thought it was an adaptation of... There's an anime series called Parasite. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that's what it was. And then I was hearing, like, it's incredible. And I'm like, oh, man. A good anime? Is there, like, an <laughs> yeah. incredible anime adaptation film? But then I looked a little further, and I'm like, oh, okay, no, it's not This that. movie's <laughs> not weird that. enough Got where it. it could probably be an anime. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I thought the performances were great. I thought this movie's so good. Everything everything he's made could be an anime if he yeah. wanted it to be. It has a not- specifically. It, it, was a, it was a graphic novel. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's he a did fr- it. It's a French graphic novel. He yeah. did it. Um, he, it made the, a, he made the best comic book movie. Kind of did. Uh, it's got 99% of Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it is universally loved. Like, I don't have a bad thing to say about it. Yeah. Like, all the way through, it's completely entertaining. Uh, again, like, the acting is so good. Like, specifically, um, the girl who plays Jessica, like, the sister. Yeah. She is so... I don't know who that actress is. And, like, obviously, I don't know a lot of South Korean yeah. actors. But, like, she was so good. That... It's a bunch of con artists, man. It's so good. So good. It's like so good. seriously, like if we can go see it in theaters, like I want us. I'd love to see it. Where, Add Brandon, it to where, the list. Where'd you see it? Uh, it was playing at an AMC. Yeah. Okay, so it, I was able. To so catch it came it. out. In I've May. been seeing people talk about the movie Parasite. I'm like, what the hell is this? It came Parasite out in South Korea movie. like half a year ago. So I, it was very easy to find yeah. on the internet. Yeah, Sorry. And right now, right now, it's a. Uh, I think it started playing in October, mm-hmm. so it should still be in theaters. I looked it up. Uh, I think the closest theater that it said for me was Lamel, and yeah. I don't know how close that is. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Adored I'm glad it. you liked it. Um, all right, who's, who wants to go? Sparky Sparks? Sure. Um, I watched more of the CW shows. I'm not quite caught up, but I'm close. <gasps> Wait. Is this a CW update? No, it's not a CW update. I don't have a, a ton to share about okay. it. Like, we got um, that poster. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we got that poster. Uh, like it, it's. I've seen Endgame. I'm trying to think if there's anything really of note to talk about right now. Um... They did a Cisco 
centric episode where Barry went on a vacation with Iris because they know he's going to die. So, and it was like a test run for Cisco of being the lead. Er, and is he like the only one who hasn't been the leader yet? <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. Like honestly, it was just it was just kind of okay. Um, uh, Danny Trejo came back for it. They oh. killed. Uh, they killed his. What's his like breaches? Breacher. Yeah. Breacher. He's yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, he is cool. Uh, he came back because his daughter had been murdered. Um, oh, and Gypsy? we don't. Yes, and we don't Who see is the on Watchmen. We don't see the actress because she's busy uh, filming Watchmen. Why? Why? Why do they do this to all these female wait, characters? What, wait, I'm sorry. Did the killer? How the killer off screen? Yeah, like you see the back of uh, a lady, but you don't see her face. Oh or my anything. god, are you oh, kidding me? Wow. No, I'm not kidding That's because I couldn't cop. get the actress back. So okay, so can we stop? Jesse Quick first, and now her. Yeah. Damn. That's awful. Yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about that. I'm like, uh, okay, and it's all because like Cisco's kind of moved on with this new person in his life hey, and remember, all this kind of stuff. Oh, and when, remember when they introduced a, a better love interest for Barry and then wrote her off the show because she was so good. Oh with my god, that you mean cop lady? A, you mean Patty? Patty, Patty who was, was like, his girlfriend in the comics for dude, a little while. Dude, I had while? to I had to forget about that because it made me mad, and now you made that, me remember. That's my favorite again. part of the Flash is that. And also yeah. the scene where she wants who yells Flash out, but we get the Flash of two Earths yeah. poster shot or the good. comic cover shot. Season two was good, guys. It was. Season two was yeah. good. Hey, man, when the shows are good, they're good. The show's, the show's still good. It's just got its bums still. You know what sucks? I was so hyped for Flash season three because they were doing the Flashpoint thing, and then I never... Dude, it's one episode. Here's the thing. It's I one episode. But, but Brian, here's the thing. I didn't thing. mind that because for the same reason that I didn't mind it when that when uh, at the end of Legends season two, they just like, okay, dinosaur's gone. The yeah, thing but, is, is they hyped it up is what yeah, the problem Yeah, but was. guys, they can't, guys, they guys. can't have it be the entire series. Yeah. And it has to affect all of them. Anyway, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, go. Yeah. Never mind. No, you go for go it. Ahead. No, I was just saying, after I was hyped for season three, I never watched the first episode, and that was the start of me falling completely oh, off yeah. the CW shows. Both Because Arrow, I was watching that religiously. Flash, I was watching that religiously. Legends, I watched the first half of that season religiously, religiously, and then nothing. It happens, man. I just fell Legends, off the boat. Legends Hardcore. of Tomorrow. yesterday. Legends of yesterday. The Damn, got him. Um... Real quick, Arrow, real yeah. quick, sorry. You talked about killing characters off screen. So you read New Mutants. Yeah. And at the beginning, it talks about Rain Sinclair, who is Wolfsbane, how like she's being reborn. She was killed off screen in the last X-Men comic, and people hated that comic because they killed such a beloved character. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of people like New Mutants, because that character was giving like a fresh start, and she's like super happy. Oh, and it's cool. the first time that character's ever been happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a nice character it's thing. first that, time like, a lot of these characters have ever been happy. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and Wolverine goes out to, out to sea to get all his beer oh, <laughs> that he brought. That is, that is so good. That's so good. Hey guys, read X Men comics. Sorry, Sparks. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, Arrow uh, had its first, I think, slow episode of the season. Um, in what I would say is the best season since season two. So really, yeah, okay. I would say that. Um, I think I think it's helped by the fact that it's obviously only eight, nine episodes. Eight or nine episodes is the oh, season. Oh, is it really? Compared yeah, yeah. To, compared to twenty-two. Yeah. Holy shit. That that's how long this is going to be. So they're packing everything in really Smart. well okay. uh, because this is the farewell season of Arrow. So the fact that they're playing on such a tight leash, you know, it's not this this season it's unusual because all the CW shows still play with the usual like, you know, there's an overarching narrative. Even though I from what I understand all of the shows are doing this, they've taken on a split narrative season, which is that the whole first half of it makes sense because the whole first half of each show's season is dealing with the crisis, the build up to the crisis except for Batwoman. Um, she's in the past. And then the second half of the season will take place with a different kind of overarching thing that they have to take on. It's not the same bad guy going throughout. Sure. So like there's Sendil Ramamurthy's playing a, 
a bad guy on the Flash, but apparently he's going to be taken care of before we get to the by the time we get to the mid season. There will be a new thing for the rest of the season, so the arcs get a little shorter, mm. a little more digestible. Anyway, uh, because Arrow's not playing to that method at all. Everything happening on Arrow is build up to the crisis. Everything happening on Arrow is the lead into Oliver's swan song. Um, this was the first slow one because this is the one where they brought all the kids from the future to the past, oh, yeah, which yeah. is the present. And um, it has really good moments. I just it just did slow down. But did you um, hear that Mark Guggenheim confirmed that the spinoff will take place in twenty forty? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, it was. On to be Twitter. honest, I don't look really look at CW news anymore. Mm-hmm. I just let I just watch the shows and I don't really look into outside of the crisis stuff that has interested me and even then I don't want to know too much past this point so I don't I don't really look at it like I know that they've made like posts about Stephen Amell reveals like you know this detail about the Arrow finale and I'm like cool I'll watch it I I don't look at that sort of stuff yeah but But I follow Mark I follow Mark Guggenheim on Twitter and that's where he that's where he no I don't uh, that's weird but okay Um, that's on Twitter Huh? That he said it on Twitter? No, that that he said that it's going to take place in 2040. Um, I don't know what that show is going to be. I yeah. guess uh, it's it's unusual. I think it's going to be self-contained and not tied in. Well, it's shows. unusual because uh, at the moment they're treating it like that 2040 is an inevitable future they can't change, mm-hmm. and that's not a happy future. So I'm like, that's kind of weird if we're saying like, no matter what happens, no matter what any characters do in the current iteration of all the CW shows, everything turns to crap. In 2040, mm-hmm. that's a little unusual, I guess, uh, unless they establish that as in fact like an alternate existence. Maybe they, maybe they Batman Beyond it. No idea. Um, sort of sounds like. So it, it was slower, but it had some cool stuff um, in it, and Supergirl's still awesome. Chef kiss. Uh, Batwoman is all right. They just got recently, like uh, two episodes ago, they got to the point where they are now officially like Elseworlds happened, mm-hmm. and now we're just after that happened. And then I think the next episode is going to be a like long time gap that brings us up to crisis time, near crisis time. It's a weird way to do your first season, but all right. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. Um, oh, I, sh- I want to explain my Batman Beyond reference, actually, because I wasn't talking about the TV show. I was talking about the comic book. The most recent comic book uh, was a spinoff of Future's End, which was yes. a weekly oh. miniseries that DC put out to lead into Convergence. And again, that first issue is real cool. Yeah. And the first issue takes place in a 2035 or something like that, mm-hmm. where, where all the... Where the heroes are gone. Everything's horrible. But Terry McGinnis is there. So they did a Batman Beyond series spun off of that with Tim Drake as ba- as ter- as Batman Beyond. Because no, they killed Terry McGinnis because in they Future's Terry End. McGinnis. No thanks. Which is bullshit. The guy's Future's End was terrible. No it, thank you. I remember. Did I get all those books or no? I don't remember. But to fin- I remember reading them off of you. But to finish, uh, in that within that book, Terry McGinnis came back. And eventually the, seri- the series somehow kind of morphed from the... Batman Beyond of the Future's End future to the Batman Beyond of the of the animated universe. Mm. Oh, so for somehow they and they also corrected. Tied, somehow they like were like, oh, Gotham City is the only city city left, and, and then it was because before it was like there's nothing left. Then it was Gotham City is the only city left. Then Metropolis is still around. Then the Justice League is here, Red and Tons. eventually like and Commandy was in it at the beginning, and it got old man Commandy, young Commandy. Uh, is he immortal? No. I don't know anything about Commandy. They tried to tie in all the Jack Kirby. It was weird. And eventually it just became like, oh no, Bruce Wayne's alive. It's just Batman Beyond now. I'm all right. So it's this 2040. They'll just eventually make it to a better 2040. Uh, I don't know. We'll see, man. Um, Yeah. So I'm I'm just trying to... I'm a little behind, so I'm just trying to keep up with those because the crisis is soon. It's looming. Um, 
But that's really all I was able to consume that wasn't already covered. Like, I watched some Star Wars stuff, um, but I, I frankly just didn't have a lot Star of time Wars this week. I played a little guys. bit of Fallen Order here and there where I could. Yeah. Um, and, oh, oh, right. Uh, I was going to bring this up because I forgot the, the, the last time I was talking about the CW shows. I forgot to tell you guys this. So the second episode of Supergirl this season had a really awesome guest star, and I totally spaced on bringing it up, and I don't know if I'll... I intend to, like, do some kind of Instagram thing talking about the CW shows, but I don't know if I'll ever get around to it. <laughs> um, and uh, the guest star was Sean Astin, and Sean Astin oh. plays uh, the, like, John, John Jones' brother, is trying to kill him. Yeah. Uh, the the Martian Manhunter, his, his brother is trying to kill him, and he's uh, made himself look like Sean Astin. So for the whole episode, he's played by Sean Astin. So Sean and Astin a is point, a Martian. Uh, well, so he's just a regular person. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's playing that character, and when he finally gets to John Jones at the end of the episode, and they confront each other, they speak to each other in Martian, which is fucking cool. <laughs> Sorry, excuse my language. It was a really great moment. Wow, Sean, Sean Astin, Astin, you drop it because both of them, uh, both of them brought a lot to the moment, and I'm like, dang, I see why they. Got like big star shot Aston like on a level you know uh, say, not not a level not a level you expect to see on the CW show necessarily for yeah. like a single episode not a regular recurring role he's in this one episode and it was for this like emotional beat between the brothers and I'm like dang in spoken in Martian <laughs> <laughs> and I was like this is this is pretty good uh, I like it that was really cool uh, I was surprised when he showed up and it. it was like um it was like when uh what's his name showed up in the boys. Oh, uh, Simon Pegg. No, no, no. Oh. Um, uh, Sora, the voice of Sora. Haley Joel. Oh, Haley Joel. When, when he shows up in The Boys, and you're like, oh, what are you doing oh, here? And then all of a sudden, yeah. he's like got really emotional good moments, and you're like, oh, dang, what? That's he's that, an, he was an, an actor? It was exactly like that with Sean Where is he in The Boys? Haley Joel. He's Mesmer. He's, he's, he's Mesmer. He's the one who can he, see what you're... He's uh, like, he can look at your memory in one episode. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. That's what he looks like as an adult. Yeah. He sees dead people. I always... I always get them confused with Macaulay Culkin. I'll be honest. Okay. That's fair. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> they look very different now, though. <laughs> like, anyway, I don't so know. Like now, fair, like, so that Macaulay that, Culkin doesn't look like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, just that's a good episode. Supergirl's really good. Right. Go on, Ben. Uh, oh yeah, I had a week. It was. I mean, it's my first week back from work after my week off, which was uh, fun to adjust. But I helped the pain by watching a whole lot of Star Wars with episodes one, two, three. Sounds like pain to me, Ben. <laughs> Well, I had fun. Prequelists unite! No, I mean I was still making fun of them because those because oh, oh man, episode one was oh boy, episode two oh boy, episode three still rad. I still enjoy episode three. I still for the most I part. I'm gonna save it all for this podcast, baby. I know, I know, oh, I know man. you're saving. It. I know you're saving it. But it's gonna be seven besides hours. Besides that, I've also been playing Jedi Fallen Order and Pokemon Sword, and I played a little bit more of Pokemon Sword last night to take a break from all the Star Wars that I've been ingesting this whole damn week. And I gotta say, guys, Pokemon Sword, it's okay. Wow, they're, you're they're, okay. Wow, so you're, you're the first person I've heard say that. So how many hours have you played? Uh, I know not a whole, not a whole lot, about three hours. Oh, uh, you're in the tutorial. I, still. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm three. I'm into a three, three hour, hour long goddamn have tutorial. Have you played a Pokemon game? Every a single long time ago. Every single game has a way longer tutorial than necessary because they're all the same game. Dude, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I the Kingdom Hearts two tutorial is shorter than this. Well, yeah. The last time I played a Pokemon game was Gold, I think. They haven't changed. Ooh. I mean, things yeah. have changed, but they haven't changed. Okay, so the things they did change, like the whole Dynamax thing in the wild area. Like, I actually enjoy hunting for wild Pokemon now. It's you actually do see them in the wild, and some of them are hidden in the tall grass. But the, you they see, chase you. But the thing Get is, to you the s- tall grass. 
not where you But here's be. the thing, you can see you can see them. So you don't so you're not so it's not like in a It's like a traditional JRPG now. Yeah. It's but it's not like uh older games where you're walking in a cave and all of a sudden hundred and fifty million Zubats attack you. Remember that cave with unknown? That was great. Tried to the get unknown, all, oh, the all unknown 26 cave? unknowns. Oh, that was I spent way too long in that I oh. I didn't. But guys, Fallen Order is so damn good. Yes, that's I, true. I, I think I'm far I think I'm farther than both of you guys. He's going to myself to, and to Sparks. Sparks to Sparks and Brandon. Yes. Yeah, but oh man. Well, he's farther than Ryan too, because Ryan hasn't even started. Guys, I chose the FedEx Simulator as my game of choice <laughs> for this month. So uh, who really looked out here? That's <laughs> you. <laughs> no, guy, guy, I'm freaking loving Fallen Order. Uh, I actually do f- still feel really bad because um, I saw some flavor text with a certain name on uh, in Fallen Order, and I text and I tweeted at Ken Napsock. Oh, and you tweeted at him? Yeah, because oh, it, it was a flavor text. I didn't think it was a spoiler. Oh, here's what here's what you think said. Yeah. Uh, Is it going to spoil something for me? No. Okay. No. I can't believe they're in the game. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should have worded Which it Which didn't look like flavor text at that point. Yeah, but... So, but anyway, Ken Napsaw texted me. Yeah. <laughs> it said, your buddy just spoiled something for me for Fallen Order. Damn, Doc. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. But the, the, by the way, I was in the middle of securing something for our giveaway from him. Oh, so thanks for actually, derailing. Brandon. You did can't I, did I really? Did thanks I ser- for derailing that conversation. Did I seriously um, uh, mess something up? No, it's fine. No, no, all right, we're kidding. Honestly, he he thought it was funny. Okay. Uh, because he is not very. He's about where I am in the game. I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's not. He's not a gamer. He only plays it for Star Wars. Yeah. Uh. So he takes me. I was like. So I, then I texted you. Uh. But you were super apologetic. You're. But and, uh, I, he was like, "It's fine. It, okay. it happens." Yeah, because um, because what I did because it's um because Fallen Order you should go back to because obviously you get more Jedi powers and it does um encourage God, backtracking. I hope so no, you do backtrack to other. Uh, you played Batman Arkham Asylum, right? Mm-hmm. You know how you get a gadgets that help you things that you've already yeah, passed. No, I know. It's exactly like, it's just like yeah. you see I, that one. I got a I got a thing, guys. Yeah, I All got right. a thing in this game. All right, that you don't have, Ben. I probably don't, but I have a thing that you definitely don't have. But I really want to tell you what it is. Oh my God! Just pull out your dicks already. <laughs> Fine, I will. Good lord! <laughs> you guys can talk about lightsabers all you want, but I got a power skeleton level two that lets me carry two hundred and fifty pounds. Cool, but there is but Lucky. besides okay, <laughs> but besides a whole lot of Star Wars and a little bit of Pokemon. I actually did something I haven't done in a very long time, which is binge an entire season of a show in one night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dragon Prince Season 3 dropped on Friday night. Season 3's already out? Season 3 Didn't came season out. season 1 just come out? Season 1 came out a year and a half ago, dude. That's still that's three seasons in a year and a half's a lot. They put out two seasons of Ultron a year. That's I, I, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Prince is like a year, because la- Season 2 came out last February, I think. It's, that's what I'm saying. That's a lot of television. Well, see, what they, what they do is they... They split it up. They are making 26 episodes at a time, but they split it up for release. Yeah, and Dragon and Dragon Prince is only a, about eight or nine episodes uh, a book or I'm just a season. Not, I'm just usually not used to shows coming out so frequently. Especially animated ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Yeah, but Dragon Prince Season 3 came out. Um, I I found out about it that it was coming out because one of the voice actors I follow on Twitter, he tweeted that he was in the show. So after I was done watching episode three, I started watching Dragon Prince and I kept going and I did not go to bed that Saturday morning until seven o'clock in the morning. That's what I did last night. <laughs> I slept in my car last night. Oh shit. Are you okay? I remembered a fun fact from my past week. It's not something I did, but it's a fun fact. What? Um, I'm in a film music class, and my professor um, has sat it has been like one of the musicians in several film scores. One of them is Jurassic Park. Oh, nice. cool. And he explained to us because we were talking about the Jurassic Park film score that when they did the moment with the Brachiosaurus and everything, um, no, none of the musicians could see what was on screen. It was just a black screen. 
Oh, cool. While they're following John Williams' direction because they weren't allowed to be spoiled. So the first time they saw the music match to that imagery was when they went to the premiere. That's amazing. Oh. That's really cool. That's yeah. nice. My uh, coworker uh, asked me, like, hey, like, you, I know you like Marvel movies, and we talk about, like, Marvel movies and stuff. And he's like, hey, like, how did you feel when you saw, like, Iron Man? Like, did you go admit that? I'm like, yeah, I was, like, 16. I was like, wow, I was eight. Ooh. And I'm oh. like, oh, I got young coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah. Dragon, but yeah, I I know you guys aren't watching Dragon Prince, but I really really there love, are people I love that show so much. Watch Dragon Prince; it's good. Yeah, I need to get back into that show. Watch Voltron. Um, uh, there are people who I follow on Instagram who are more famous than me that are y- much younger than me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All oh. all the uh, comic book people I follow are like half my age, Just and I'm like, damn. That which one are they? Gen X. Gen, Gen X. X. Just Gen Z. Gen Z? Yeah. I don't know. Gen- Generation Z, I think. They're just not boomers. Yeah. They're not boomers. Are, they're not millennials. Not, yeah. Oh, speaking of Twitter, Ryan, you probably like this. I was watching uh, Donnie Cates on Twitter today. Man, yeah. he got into a lot of fights today. Oh, no, yeah. guys, uh, I, I wasn't going to bring it up. You brought it up. There was like It, it came back again about like the piracy discussion yeah. of like, people pirating comics, and a lot of uh, big uh, comic book people came out saying, listen, you guys don't understand that pirating comics is bad. I understand a lot of people don't have money, but by stealing the comics, you are not supporting the industry. And it's a lot of young people, a lot of the people on Comics Twitter who are teenagers who don't understand how the world actually works. And that's super like Republican of me to say, but it's also realistic. Yeah. Art costs money. Right, and it's like when you steal. Like I remember stealing Jimmy when I was Tom younger. Jimmy on this thread said um, uh, they have to hit six thousand, six hundred thousand units sold before they see royalties. Yeah, and you know what? Most books don't. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah guys, don't pirate comics. Yeah, if you, if you can't, just yeah, support art, yeah. man. And uh, you know what? You know what? Better yet, don't act like you're some. You're some uh, entitled kid to yes. f- f- yeah. pirate comics. Oh, dude, some of the people tweeting Donny Cates were like, yeah, I, I, I steal every comic I buy. I'm like, why would you tweet that? There was, why one, do you- there was one guy on this thread who was like, uh, who was like, uh, I don't, I don't want to go into my local comic shop, so I just, down, so I just pirate them. It's like Comicsology. Yeah. yeah. Like there's uh, this guy. Uh, there's, so, there's so many digital options. Like also, there's a, there's a, a lot of people on this thread who are saying it's like, well, I don't have a comic shop where I live. I live out in the boonies of Nebraska. It's like you got Comicsology. Do you have the internet? Obviously, so you're on Twitter it from the internet. So one of the, so one of the things that this guy so this guy was like, I mean, Jimmy Palmiotti, Donny Cakes were like, hey, this isn't right, and he's like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because it's whatever. It's like uh, so everyone's like, wait, so, okay, that's fine, but don't act like you're supposed to do it. Yeah, yeah. it's again, I. Uh, it is a lot of younger people who just don't realize that, like, because it's the internet and everything is free on the internet, you just don't think about the ramifications. Well, it's of also, it's. I think it's also just really depressing to think that, like, the audience that could save the comics industry does exist in the youth, but they're not. Yes, doing it. Yeah, they're very anti-capitalist, and what I, I am to some extent, but like, but they, but when it comes to the comic industry, that's not how I, I feel because I'm, that that gets the butt yeah. end of things. I am in more. a in a, a comics like group chat on Twitter, and somebody came in today. And he's like, "Yeah, communism's great, and capitalism's awful, and I'm never gonna buy a comic online." And, and I'm like, "Yeah, I get, get it, it, but and oh. and like to to be more specific, like there are easy ways to read Marvel and DC comics." Easy. That, that that don't require pirating and you can get on their subscription services and yes. you can do things like that. But if they're the indie titles, like go buy them. Yes. Yeah. They need your support the most. And it's yeah. not just that because there's a couple guys that I retweeted like Jeremy Whiteley who's writing Future Foundation right now which a book that got canceled after six issues because that is a small book and everybody pirates his book. The book Come Into Us which is an image book or excuse me, Black Mask book. His, his book was pirated six times more than the people bought it at a store. Yeah. Six times. And the reason their trade that book's not getting a trade, right? The trade's coming out later this month. Okay. But the reason it took almost a year to get it is because they couldn't afford it. Yeah. 
and it's it's people don't understand that it's not just the indie books. It is small Marvel books too. Hey. Batman and Spider Man are fine. If you need to pirate, pirate those. If hey. you need to. Hey, hey guys, just but don't also don't be a dick. Don't steal shit. Yeah. Stealing's uh, bad. You're you're absolutely right, Sparks. Though it's 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 there. Then they're they're there. But because and so comics. What I was wanted to say mostly is that comics are one of the few uh, businesses that does try to put the art before the money. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're small enough that they can afford to. Mm-hmm. They can afford to just be like, look, you know, those people aren't. Billions of people aren't reading this comic, so we don't need to adhere to billions Dude, of people. Com- I think that's true most of the time. I think Marvel and DC are the biggest offenders to me of, like, sometimes they push those big event yeah. titles and they push the prices up to an obscene level where it's like... Absolutely. You're, you're making it so that I have to choose between, like, smaller titles I still want to support or and missing this event. Every issue Because of, of how, how you're outpricing them. Absolute Carnage is, is five bucks an issue. Yeah. Every which is one. Which is, like, what what is this worth? Yeah. You yeah. know? And remember I've, Hold the Line at two ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> Remember no, when I, comics were two ninety nine? I do. No, I, I do remember, remember that. Yeah. I remember freaking when I was buying before Watchmen. Those freaking books were three ninety nine, four ninety nine a pop. Those are like and they were books, smaller yeah. than my Superman, this, who was two ninety nine. This yeah. is a whole like this could be a topic someday that we yeah, should, th- we th- should th- think could, about doing. Yeah. Uh, but we don't need to get into it now. What I will say real quick is just something that I've thought about, and I and I think that is something that I want you guys to think about for if we ever do do it as a topic. Is that I think that. It would be great if there were a way for like people who buy the physical copies, if there were some kind of bundling option. You buy a certain amount of titles, especially from like main publishers, that your prices per issue starts to go down the higher your bundle is. Especially in pull lists, where you become a frequent reader. Actually, yes. Marvel, Marvel. I don't know if DC does it, but I know Marvel has a subscription service for their books where you get like a discount if you buy them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I wish that was implemented more, and I wish that was implemented more, obviously, at uh, local comic shops. Also, digital comics at the exact same price and the digital comics are never going to get get more readers if they don't drop the price. There's no reason an event book should be $7 on a digital storefront. No, that I does agree. not make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Those creators are getting, like, it's about royalties. Like, they get paid to write those comics. They sure. Got, they got paid already. The, gi- the digital version's like, I can't, $7 for a digital comic's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because you're, most of that is printing costs. Yeah, 100%. So. Yeah. All right, uh, uh, we'll get into that another day. We should move on. That was good yeah. enough for me, baby. I love it. And here's your bread. And your butter. He's been butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. Alright, then to get started, we got some bad news. Yeah. 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 The death of comic book artist Tom Lyle Aww. was this week. He's been in a coma since September. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had a brain aneurysm, I believe. Yes. Oh. He was 66. He was 66 years old. Uh, he was the, he's the co creator of, of Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, the design of Scarlet Spider, the one that we all know about. Yeah. yeah. And uh, spoiler, he also co-created Starman. Oh yes, yeah, Starman. Uh, I Stephanie uh, Brown is one of my favorite characters in, D- in DC Comics. Um, this is sad. I uh, he is primarily an '80s and '90s guy, so I'm on most. I'm not completely unfamiliar, but not as yeah. much as like modern stuff. But uh, I did read. He's written three Robin series. I read the first one. Uh, he did a second uh, and a third one. The uh, artist in three rounds. Yes, uh, and all written by Chuck Dixon, who was a, a guy in the 90s. And that was one of the Stephanie Brown comics. Yep, uh, and he did some stuff for the Clone Saga, which uh, we probably want to forget. <laughs> but uh, he, he was a you know a prominent 90s guy. Yeah. So, so really, it's always a shame. Really good artist. Yeah. yeah. As a Ben Riley fan, I'm, I'm sad. You're yeah. a fan? Yeah. I, I am a fan. I didn't know you were a Ben Riley fan. Oh, yeah, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Ben, what about I, you? Are you a look, Ben Riley fan? I, let me be clear. I am not a fan at all times with every single thing that's been done with that character. You love the Clone Saga? What? But, but I am a fan of the, the character itself. Yeah. Cool. I like I liked using his costume in Spider-Man. I'll allow it. All right. For PS4. This is what I call 
the just chat section. I think that's what we always do. Well, this is less. Star Wars <laughs> happened this week. Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars happened <laughs> this <laughs> week. Uh, no, it didn't. Damn it, Ryan! You make me do that all the time now. Mm-hmm. Because Star Wars is coming up, uh, I thought this would be cool to, ta- to chat about. Kathleen Kennedy today, less than uh, a month away. Rolling Stone interview where she talked about George Lucas. She talked about um, Star Wars, obviously. I hope so. Because she's doing that. Yep. Um, but yes, yeah, so the stuff with George Lucas was nice. She was like, you know, I, you know, because there's been some talk that he's not happy right now. Uh, he didn't like The Force Awakens. <laughs> he just hasn't seen The Force Awakens. Cry me a river into your pile of money. His billions of dollars. His so $4.6 <laughs> billion. Dollars. And like we know we we know from our friend, our mutual friend, mm-hmm. um, our mutual friend, all of us. I'm sorry. I didn't know why <laughs> that <laughs> just been. I was about to say, it's like, um, just me? What? That George Lucas is, you know, having an active hand in Star Wars again. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that, that she talked about was like, you know, I think he, he was just, you know, he expected something. And we didn't. It's like it's like giving up a child. It's hard. Yeah, yeah I get it. Um, but she also talks about like you know he's been on sets. He's really he really likes the Mandalorian. What we're hey, doing. Those there. Ewoks should blink more. Yeah. Um, but more she, clunky. She also <laughs> <laughs> more clunky. Yo, I tried boy, to you listen. Guys, boy, you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I tried to listen. Launch. I tried to listen for that McClunky in episode one. I could not find we it. Found oh it. yeah, we found it. Yeah. Where, so where it? It's it's uh, it's Sabalba. Uh, Sabalba says it when he walks away from Jar Jar and Anakin. Oh. Yeah. oh. I don't it's know. there. We heard it. Yeah. Okay. Do you think you put it? It's in? said in a sentence. It's not a singular yeah. word, but it's there. Yeah. Mm. It's I like in between a sentence. I, I watched, don't want to watch episode I watched, one again. Don't. I watched the McClunky count. The <laughs> McClunky. It's like the cat. version. There's more than one. Oh my god! They even put a freaking uh, Greedo <laughs> icon uh, emoji on Twitter <laughs> for <laughs> hashtag McClunky. <laughs> That's I love it. you, Brandon. Tweeted that twice. Yes, Good. you did. I love it. Sometimes Twitter's okay, guys. I love it. Sometimes Twitter is okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Qui Gon Jin emoji too, which is yeah. Is there a Baby Yoda one? I don't there know. There better be. Come on, missed opportunity. I, I didn't do hashtag. I just did hashtag McClunky. Gotcha. Well, anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, go on, like Brandon. Sorry. Idea. I like the idea that George Lucas knew. He's on. He's on the side of Mandalorian. He's like. Boy, you guys are in for a real treat. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> Wait until you get that McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> like jokes, jokes on you. He's just sitting on this. He's like, boy, I'm nobody saw done. it before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she so she talks about how the fact that there's no uh, source material for Star Wars Ooh. to build off of, which made Legends fans very upset. Oh, it made a lot of people upset. <sighs> I mean, for a split second, I was also like, but what about all that old stuff? And you're like, oh, but you're not using the old stuff. So you, act, it, I get it. They're trying to do original stuff. And we do know that they do pick and choose. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what they want to bring back into continuity. But like I think I think it was poorly worded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, like, I think her intent was just, like, there's no thing that's, like, this is the text that's yeah. existed before. We're starting we fresh. Were, yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's also, I'm sure, like, rights issues with the, with the authors of those books. Like, you have to credit the authors and yeah. those books and things like that. So. Sure. Um, and, and also, even though this is probably going to be a mountain of salt, but... Not everything in the, in the expanded universe was good, guys. Chewbacca died by a moon falling on him. I mean, that would kill anybody. That would kill Not everybody. Iron Man. Not That's Iron fair. Man. That's fair. Take that. One Marvel. Star Wars Zero. <laughs> but Star Wars did get Kevin Feige. It's true. Yeah. They Maybe. won in the end. So, yeah. yeah. But I've, uh, I've seen people talk about that Kathleen Kennedy quote. I've seen people just continuously bash everything that Disney has been doing with Star Wars. Blowing it out of proportion. Did you, see the, did you see the, hash, the, 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 the post I did for our, uh, for our, po- our new poster that used to design Sparks for our crossover? When I was saying, like, 
Is The Last Jedi good? Is Kathleen Kennedy the Antichrist? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all this and more will be answered on our crossover episode. <laughs> I did not see that, but I will look for it and the like it because that's funny. Yes, no. But <laughs> just seeing the mountains upon mountains of salt that people still have, the hate for Last Jedi, the hate for everything Disney and Star Wars, and yet we get something like The Mandalorian, and we get something like The La- uh, Jedi Fallen Order. It's just, guys, yes, calm all down. things that she did not have a hand in. Rip. But <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, uh, John, John, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I don't remember. <gasps> Not him. What do we talk about? <laughs> what? Who played Obi Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars? Oh. Oh, the voice actor? Yeah. I uh, forget his name, mm-hmm. but all right, he's in Fallen Order. Oh, cool. cool. Oh, he is as that as a character from as <gasps> you did, as thank you so much. gotcha. Uh, so it, there's a there's a thing and the thing and the thing. I'll find out soon. He sh- he shows up. Cool. Oh, rad into it um yeah so yeah so i think those are just some interesting quotes that she said also it's being talked about that perhaps john favreau will have a more creative hand in the star wars franchise going forward i mean with uh dave filoni there's a whole thing like you know a whole yeah i hear thing. i hear he's in talks to make the first uh star wars film that's entirely creature focused and we're just going to be following creatures talking to each other don't do wouldn't it wouldn't it be oh. droid focused because like this whole thing no don't. no they're all going to be quirky droids i'm saying he's going to make the, the lion king i see the bit where star he's going, wars i see the Shit. bit he's going with i missed the it. dathomir king i missed i'd watch that i'm not on dathomir yet Lord. Yeah, that's why I have the thing that you don't have. Damn, dog, I think take that's, it. I think that's cool if John Favreau wants to do that. Um, he's done well so far. Yeah. But everybody slips up at some point. It's true. He already did with The Lion King. Yeah, <laughs> but I hope that that was it. Yeah. Uh, everybody yeah, so gets I- one. If, if she, if, uh, there's a whole article He also made Cowboys and Aliens. And Iron Man 2. I'm gonna go bat. I'm gonna go to bat for Cowboys and Aliens just because I was at the right car for premiere, so I can't speak. I'm not gonna go to bat for Iron Man 2. <laughs> I got Iron I mean, So I guess uh, John uh, Favreau gets three. John Favreau, you <laughs> suck. Well, oh, well, but still, okay, John Favreau could have some missteps, but so far Everybody he's does. taken Mandalorian in the right direction. He yes. has. Bye, buddy. Hope you find, find your dad. dad. Indeed, direct that too. Yeah, Elf. Shit! Elf is, I did not know that. Yeah, elf yeah, is how he got Iron same. Man. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kevin Feige talked about his love for Elf, and that's Holy why he hired crap. Iron Man. Yeah, dude. That is awesome. Anyway. Elf's rad. So not swingers. Anyway. Um. <laughs> She, Sorry, my cat's crawling on me. So Kathy Kennedy also talked about like the 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 liberating feeling she feels about going forward with Star Wars without the Skywalker saga, which I think is kind of cool. That led I agree. It, that led into uh, uh, th- uh, I think a rumor that the that January will see the the announcement of the next Star Wars movie. We, Ryan Johnson's got to be doing something, right? I really Guys, hope so. We all know that there will be an episode ten, right? Like we we all know it. Oh, someday. Okay. As Honest- long as we all know it. Like I I mean, the hopefully not for a decade God. plus. I I like I want, but like, we know it. We talked about Star Wars being generational. Like yeah. I would love nothing more than to take my kids in like twenty years. Yeah, to that's go what see I'm the next installation. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like like over a decade, and then 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 we go. I don't think they'll allow Great. cats. Oh my God, Whoa. that's a good joke. Good joke. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. You're right. I'm not having kids. <laughs> This is all dog screening for the Sorry, cats. Sorry, go on with what you're saying. Go on with the news. <sighs> no. I didn't mean all, to derail that hard. All dog screening for no. the cats. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, so they talk about like all that new stuff with, with Star Wars. And, and I think it's I, I don't think I think it's too soon to announce another Star Wars film, so I hope that the rumors are not true. Yeah, d- yeah. Uh, I think let that sit for a bit. Let yeah, let yeah, wait more than a month. After yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Well, yeah. to to bear in mind, like we at this moment have to assume that there are no 
Star Wars movies announced at the moment, yes. like with actual dates, because the Benioff and Weiss movies were pulled. Yes. yes. So at this current moment, there's just no Star Wars movie. And so like, even if they announce in January, if it's a movie that's not happening for like three or four years, yeah. I'd be like, whatever. As long as it's not something, and coming out in two years, Star Wars. We don't know anything about Feige's movie. Yeah, right. Episode 10, it's like, no. If in January they just want to say, okay, so in like, you know, 2023, sorry, 2022. No, like uh, 20, 2024, oh. something like that. Um, I'm thinking of with the Benioff and Weiss and the Avatar schedules in my mm. head. Um, and I was thinking, like, not the first one that would have been the Benioff and Weiss one, but, like, the second time uh, in December that that would have been. So after the first Avatar movie comes out, yeah. Uh, yeah. if they announced a Star Wars movie, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, that's Avatar. true. Uh, I hope I hope that's the Filoni ones. Phony baloney? Not the Filoni ones. The uh, Johnson? That's the one, Johnson. Brian yeah. Johnson. Hearing some great things about Knives Dude, Out. Dude, for real. Oh, man. I want to see that movie so bad. You got the Patrick Willem seal of approval. So excited about it. Reviewing that, that next week. Uh, we'll <gasps> talk about that. Yeah. No, I love how on our text thread when Ryan was like, I would, where Ryan forgot that Knives Out came out next week instead of this week. And Ryan was like, why are we going to see Frozen 2? I want to see Knives because Out. Because all the like all the reviewers are seeing it this week. So yeah. I, ass- I, fr- I thought it was coming out this week. Well, there's the screenings. Yeah, that's what, yeah. On Friday and Saturday that yeah. we could have gone to. Oh. Uh, they're public screenings. So they oh, just had. oh, they okay. did this for Spider Verse too. Gotcha. Um, so I almost went to see it yesterday, but I couldn't get seats. Gotcha. Oh, really bummed. Well, so you, you couldn't go. I tried to go, but she couldn't. But so we couldn't have gone. All right, Henry Cavill's talking <laughs> out of his butt this week. <laughs> Last half full. He's talking out of his butt. No, he's talking. He's, he's, he's putting just, down some law. He's just being Superman, being optimistic. Did they, did they CGI a chin onto his butt? <laughs> <laughs> Are we all okay? Jesus. The little door stopped or freaked you, freaked you guys yeah, out. Yeah, it freaked me out. I don't know why. It shouldn't have, but it did. I got nerves of steel. Nothing affects me. Um, God. What was your question, Sparks? I said, did they CGI a chin onto his butt? <laughs> oh, jeebus. No. Because no. you said that he was talking out of it. He already has a butt chin. No. Uh, Henry Cavill says, uh, I've not given up the role. Good. And a whole thing about how he's like, look, you know what? So what we said when we when there were rumors that he was, t- that he was uh, leaving, uh, Henry Cavill is not giving up Superman He's, they're just not actively producing a Superman yeah, movie. Yeah, it's on hold. He has never said, I don't want to play that role yeah. anymore. Yeah. He still adamantly wants to play it, just nobody wants to use him right now because nobody be stupid. And yeah. so he even talked about, like, you know, because he was asked, is like The Witcher. And he's got season two, baby. And he's like, look, I can't just sit around and wait for Warner Brothers to, to say, but if they want to, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Which oh, use him other so people bad. who I know have said, oh, he's not going to be Superman anymore. Shut up. Well, listen. Like to be fair, he's not Superman right I, now. I know like, he's not. Like, it's not. It's not wrong. I'm, but he's not. I'm not. The role. But here's no. the thing. People have. But said, it's not his decision. But either. the other people have said that Henry Cavill is, himself has said he is done with Superman, and now he con- he's has said straight from the horse's mouth he is not done with I Superman. Always, yeah. He just wants Warner Brothers to get off their damn yes, asses and make him an effing Superman yeah. movie. He's a Kryptonian and not a horse. Whew. Yes, Ben. I, we we get you. Some people named Alan have said dumb things. <laughs> Do you think they listen to the show? No. I They're not going to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so actually, this is a good segue. So what happens oftentimes is like the initial news is the one that sticks, not the rebuttal, not the confirmation. Mm-hmm. It's the, the first thing that comes out, that's what sticks. Yeah. And that's what happened with Joker. Good segue, Brandon. Uh, Joker this week was announced it was getting a sequel, Todd Phillips returning. Uh, and then hours later, Deadline said, no talks have happened. He's like they, they called him like you guys are liars. Yeah, this is not. There's nothing. There was also like Todd Phillips is going to develop other villain origin movies. There was a lot of random news. Yeah, yeah. and so like and so like Deadline 
Deadline popped up and was like, this is not happening. This is not true. They have not talked. There's been no meetings. This is, as of now, not happening. Yeah, uh, Todd Phillips came out and said, hey, guys, there's a lot of talk. The movie just came out. Yeah. I have not done talks. Like, I'm, this is still fresh. Like, the movie just made a billion dollars. Like, it, we'll talk about it. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. And we, it's good. we got to say yet because it did make a billion dollars this week. Yeah, it's well. The one thing that Todd Phillips absolutely did say because he did say this. This is a quote from him, as he said that he's sorry. I'm not reading it verbatim, but uh, he said that he is open to it, but like it would have to have the same like thematic resonance. He feels like a that frozen. This one like did. a frozen it, There would have to be a good reason to do it. Is basically what right. he said. Yeah, there'd have to be a good reason. It can't just be like because right. it made a bunch of money. I'm gonna do it. I mean, at I'm least for him to come back and do it, that's what it would take. Highest grossing rated R film of all time. Yeah, that's nuts, I man. mean, I'm actually okay with Joker just being a one and done, but that's, of course, that's just me. Um, Warner Brothers is probably gonna. No, think it's, I think it's all of us actually. No, I don't. I, you want, you would like to see a sequel? Um, because I, I, I want to see yes, because I, Joaquin Phoenix as an actor, yeah. uh, he made that movie for me, and like I don't care about anything else surrounding it. I want to see more of him doing that. Uh, I would be open to seeing more of Joaquin Phoenix playing this character. Yes, I don't necessarily need to see Todd Phillips directing it. I don't want to see a yeah. sequel. I like the idea of it being a one and done. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I prefer. I think I prefer a one and done, um, because I <laughs> like I who's, just, who's Batman. No, see, I don't even imagine. I don't even imagine a Batman. I imagine he's at he's in Arkham Asylum, and sure. it's just a char- another character piece. Yeah. It, it would have to be like really you well. You can only go so far before before you can go I think, Batman. No, I, think I agree. Have to, yeah. I think it would have to be well handled. And again, this is why I'm like, you know, personally, I I don't really need Todd Phillips to be the director for it. I yeah. frankly, yeah. I'd like it if someone who can handle these things a little better uh, did the kind of weight that the Joker tried to go for, and in some cases got, and in some cases didn't. Yeah, could utilize someone who could utilize Joaquin Phoenix better. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. 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 Getcha. Um. Because, like, man, a movie doesn't make a billion dollars and this thing doesn't get a sequel. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. all for a good movie. I just don't necessarily have faith that Todd Phillips doing another Joker means good movie. Right. Yeah. I know it means good performance because it's Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, True facts. All right. I thought there was a segue in there, but no. Screw it. The Fast and Furious is getting a spinoff in the form of an animated TV series, which we have talked about before. But then we have a title this week. Fast and Furious Spy Racers. Oh my God! Spies huh. in disguise. They're doing early screenings here in LA soon. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, For the TV show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing like the first couple episodes because uh, it's something that I got like an invite notice thing on uh, through the school's department. Cool. Here's the here's the synopsis of the series. Hit me. The Fast and Furious animated series follows Tony Toretto, the teenage cousin of Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto. Tony and his friends. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta get over the Tony Toretto bit. <laughs> so, Tony <laughs> and his friends find themselves recruited by a government agency to infiltrate a racing league in order to get close enough to Shifter, a nefarious crime organization. Shifter is out for world domination, so it will be up to Tony and his crew to bring the organization in for their crimes. Shifter is spelled S I S H one F T three R. That that's I was expecting a oh. Y. The fact that it's numbers is way cooler. <laughs> so. Hey, man, you got a cast for me? Yeah. Tyler Posey from Teen Wolf. Okay. As Tony Toretto. Sure. Camille Ramsey from American Vandal. I don't know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll play Ly- Layla Gray, an underground shifter racer. Race Rex. I think this is someone Youngblood. John Young Youngblood. I'm sorry. Your first name's gone. <laughs> sorry, John. He's Pop Pop. From, he's Magnitude from Community. Okay. 
Got no, I'm it. with you. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's also in Harry Potter. He's the announcer of the Quidditch uh-huh. team. Got it. Movie. Now I remember that. He's in Gallivant. He's the. He's the. He's. The Do you guys think African American that guy. this animated series will have any bearing on the live action film? Nope. Not even nope. a split little bit. Uh, but this guy will play Frosty Benson, a 13 year old techie genius. Charlotte Chung from Overwatch uh, will play Echo, a talented artist and spy. Jorge Diaz from Jane the Virgin will play Cisco Ronaldo, the muscle and the sweetheart of Tony's crew. I mean, they're all like young. They're all young people. That's cool. Uh, let me pull up. There's actually more to the cast, but you go. I'm pulling something up. You say. Let me you go say. with what? Say what you were gonna say. I did say it. All right. Oh, you you made a noise like you were gonna talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, okay. There's. Sorry. I want to get Mrs. Nobody right. <gasps> they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of pictures that were released that look kind of interesting. Uh, there are more cast members. Nobody from the movies, so no Vin Diesel. Um, Who's Mrs. Nobody? I all right, know. here we go. Um, gotta know. It's gotta be somebody famous. Frosty's younger sister, Sissy, will be played by Similice Diesel. Oh shit! <gasps> the family. The family's involved. <laughs> Vin, you bastard. <laughs> what is his first name? Vin. Uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry from Hamilton. Okay. Will play Miss Nobody. Sorry, Miss Nowhere. Miss No. Okay, that's different. Isn't that Kurt Douglas? Kurt Is he nobody or nowhere? Kurt Russell. There you go. You got it. Kurt Russell's. Yeah, he's Mr. Nobody. nobody. He's Mr. Nobody. Okay. So this is Miss Nowhere. All right. Um, I'm all out. Secret agent li- liaison, Manish Dale, Shifter's leader, Sashi uh, Dar. It, it's a lot. There's a lot of cast members. Uh, there's come people from veteran, uh, veteran voice cast from Harry Potter, from uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, Puss in Boots, superhero girls, so things like that. Troll Hunters gets a Icky Vicky. So that's that's fine. Does the animation? Is it like uh, it's DreamWorks animation? DreamWorks television animation. I mean, is it like um, is it more like Dragon Prince or more like the troll? Like DreamWorks tro- television troll animation doesn't mean the same thing across the board because you're right. They have different styles. Trolls, Troll Hunters, Troll Hunters. Okay, Troll Hunters. Okay. That's that animation style. Like like okay, like 3D. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks all right. This is not. Where I expected the Fast like and Furious franchise going. It's Agent Cody Banks, but like Fast and Furious. Like, oh my god. You remember I don't, Cody Banks. You I remember don't, it. I don't. You know what? I'm starting to buy the whole like, I don't get how DVD player stealers turn into spies. <laughs> Man. <laughs> guys, okay. Listen, we got The Rock kicking a torpedo in the Antarctic. He didn't like, kick it. He pushed it. He still pushed. He a pushed damn it with his torpedo. leg. He, no, he pushed it with his hand. Oh, that's even cooler. He still <laughs> pushed a torpedo still in the Arctic. I'm just saying. While one of them was driving a Lambo. That's Man, true. The franchise is really ludicrous. Oh. Stop it. I'm on that note. I need a tirade. Digs my way out <laughs> of this conversation. Were, hey, do you guys know those pictures where it's like, hey, feel old yet? It was. I keep seeing this. So the backs, there's like, hey, this is what they were stealing in Fast and Furious One: a bunch of Panasonic DVD you know players, you know what's yep. funny? television sets, yeah. electronics. You know what's funny? Uh, we met a distant cousin of Dom Toretto in the last one. Oh, yes. oh yes. yeah. Uh-huh. It, this is Cuba. This is not that. Yeah, I, no. thought, I thought this would be. We did think it was that kid, but it's not that kid. Yeah. That's a wasted opportunity. Yeah, it is. What you doing, guys? What up, man? Why are you making up family for Vince? Hey, we got to miss Nowhere. That's kind of cool. I wonder, like, I, I'm like, will the animated show after its first season start to build clues to the Hobbs and Shaw villain? I was going to say. Oh, shit. Shifters is like a subsection yeah, yeah, of. Uh, uh-huh. Or competition. What's the uh, what's that uh, name of the company again? Do you remember? Oh, uh, no. Come on, guys. You can remember. I just I, watched I, the I, honest trailer. I, I don't still remember. haven't seen that movie. It's good. I know. I wish I, you would have saw it on the big screen. I got on Blu-ray. I, 
Cool. You Wait, it's already it? out? Did you hear, yeah. Did you hear the it's Hobbs, behind me. Did you see the Hobbs and Shaw Amish trailers? I don't I watch think, those I don't, anymore. I don't. The honest trailers are still are actually really. No, good. those are the good ones. I I just I don't. It's cinema sins. I don't, I don't invest time in cinema sins. I don't watch. No, yeah, yeah. Honest trailers. They're, are, they're super are, mean, but honest trailers just kind of having having a good sure. time. Sure. Screen junkies guys are great. Yeah. Except they changed the voice act guy changed for honest video game trailers, so I'm still bitter so, about that. Uh, Rip. But so they were like, um, it's a this action this cool action film directed by an action director, which means you're gonna get a nice tight ninety minutes with an extra forty five minutes tacked on at the end. Yeah, that's very that's very true. Because The Rock wanted to go to Samoa. I'm I'm happy they went to Samoa. Anyway. Where were we? Moving on, right? We're in, we're, yeah. we're in our living room. Supposedly, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, there's a rumor that Crisis on Infinite Earths will feature the de- the debut of the t- of the Stargirl character from the Stargirl TV series coming to the DC Universe. Is this the... the, the yeah, the DC... Okay. Mm, I don't believe it. Because there is a Stargirl in I the Arrowverse. There is, but why wouldn't they just use that one? Yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, she's, isn't she the Pink Power Ranger? Because they're using like multiple different characters. Also, I believe she's dead. Rip. Oh, you're right. She died on the on Flash '90s World. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Off screen. Uh, will we see her we on saw, screen? We saw, well, no, no, died did, uh, on screen. Uh, in the legend season where they were dealing with them. Didn't by the end of the season, an accident happened and they were all killed. And and they pulled only. Uh... <sighs> Man, wow, I'm blanking. Um, she, the became, one... she became Merlin. Yeah. When they went to the uh-huh. King Arthur. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they all got, uh, I think there was an event where they all died on the earth that the legends are on. They died. And then uh, there's a alternate Stargirl. Like I said, I don't think that necessarily everybody in those costumes, because we saw Jesse Quick in that. Jesse Quick didn't die there. She died no, that's true. elsewhere. So, yeah. uh, you know. But that was clearly a multiversal battle, because there are yeah. multiple versions of characters. Yeah. Did you guys know Kevin Conroy was gay? No, I yeah. didn't. I found yeah. this out today. This yeah. week. This Wait, is inc- in like an interview five years ago. He's like, yeah, I'm opening gay. And this one ever like mentions it because like, why would you? And I'm like, Batman's been gay this whole time. That's what? incredible. I didn't That's know incredible. this. Are you yeah. shitting me? Yeah. After like his like his picture came out of, of like him in like the bat armor or whatever for Crisis. Everyone's like, hey, do you guys remember Batman's gay? Never forget. And I'm like, I didn't know. That's incredible. That, that is no awesome. Clue. I had no clue. That's um, cool. This is news to me. I did not hear about this. Since you brought yeah. it up, uh, Kevin Conroy was confirmed to not be playing Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne. Nope. But he's playing Kingdom Come Batman. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, I believe from the same world as Brandon Routh. I believe yeah. so. I think so. Which I think Brandon so. Routh was also confirmed to be playing. Yes, he's Kingdom Come Superman, and he is the Christopher Reeve's future. Which means the Christopher Reeve future eventually turns into Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come, yes. Oh, I'm in. Oh. They've, they've confirmed that it's all of that. At, I love well, that. Well, this is just for me, but I did see a still of Tom Welling on I the farm. Uh, yeah. They, they uh, released a new promo this week, and in that 40 seconds, you see the first like shot of him. Uh, just hanging out on the farm. Also, Brandon Rouse Superman has a line in it, which is pretty good. Uh, Ooh, but yeah, we bo- yeah, we see Tom Welling for a split second. And yeah. I was like, Ooh, when it's happening December 8th. Tom Welling, he still looks really good. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could believe that the Stargirl thing is true. Yeah. yeah. I could definitely believe it. I could definitely believe that she's in like a scene or two. Um, I don't imagine she's uh, anywhere near focused on mm-hmm. uh, as much as many of the other cameos we're getting or that she's in a lot of it, but I could definitely see her being in like a Portals-esque from Endgame kind of moment where she's there, she's part of it and engaged in a battle, more? but then and then goes away yeah. just as like a tease up. I could definitely see it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Stargirl. Oh, they killed Commander Cold off screen. Rip. So many rips this episode. Flash 90. <laughs> Ah, the Earth ah, X. Emma. Kitty cat problems. Cat's going crazy. We're good. All right, moving on. Where are we? Here we are. Renfield. 
You guys might know not know that name. I mean, we know. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> we do. The audience might not know that name. He is Dracula's henchman and Bram yes. Stoker's Dracula. He's my master. That's Igor. Son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 Thank you. That was my oh, Igor impression. That's oh good. Oh my god, I love that. That's good. You, you know what you sounded well like there, there? You sound like Lily from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, okay. When they go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Renfield, if you watch the original Dracula, the Bram Stoker Dracula, Dracula Dead and Loving It, Renfield is a major character. In, in Good uh, pull, Dead and Loving It. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love that movie. Mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen. Oh, yeah. Um, Dexter Fletcher has attached Hey, guys, you can watch Leslie Nielsen's Mr. Magoo on Disney+. Plus. You're welcome. Hell yeah, you can. Hell yeah, you can. Thank you, Disney+. Malcolm Plus. McDowell's the bad guy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Emma. My Dex- cat. My cat's just, it's in, she's in crazy cat mode. Dexter Fletcher is attached to direct. This film. What a weird movie. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because like I I love Rocket Man. That's so a good this director. is a spinoff of Dracula in some way, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark universe. They're going they're going a whole new direction. With yep. The, it's gonna be the, the Henchmen's United. <laughs> Ryan uh, Ryan Ridley, from Rick and Morty fame, has penned the script for this movie. Mm, it's gonna uh, be cla- clever. From a ba- from a pitch based on ro- based on based from Robert Kirkman. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, Robert Kirkman pitched this film. Uh, this all happened, and it, he will be he will be himself. Uh, producing it through Skybound Entertainment for yes. for Universal, mm-hmm. uh, which makes this uh, Dark Universe esque. Technically, whatever maybe, they're doing with maybe. whatever that is, uh, I like this approach. I, I like this because it shows to me that they've got the right approach to the to whatever they're doing with the monster movies. The idea of like creator focused first. Yeah, mm. Paul Feig's still making that one. Yeah, he you is know, Universal monster movie. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. You know what? Hey, you know what? I can't say that. I'd like to to. Paul Feig films, the, yeah. the the not comedies, right? The Simple Favor and Last Christmas. Yeah, yeah, both not written by him. That helps. Yeah, that <laughs> helps a lot. I think that's the thing. If he writes it and directs it, you don't like it. But if he only directs it, you're okay with it. Emma Thompson wrote Last Christmas. Yeah, that's Emma cool. Thompson, the actress, wrote yeah. it. Uh huh. Weird. Cool. Is she in it? Yeah. Yeah. Even better. Yeah, she's good in it. Anyway, so this is cool. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Renfield. Renfield. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> Igor. <laughs> what does Renfield sound like? I don't know. I haven't he seen just, the movie in ages. He just sounds like a dude. What up, Renfield? I remember. What up, Drac? I, yeah, I that's how he it. sounded in 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> what up, my D? When they recorded that movie, that's what he sounded. I like. only know the. Uh, I only know the uh, the one from Dracula Dead and Loving It. Mm. Is master, master, <laughs> yes, master. Yeah, that's that's kind of an exaggerated version, but like in the 1930s when he's just like. Master, don't you know? Uh, he's, he's just, just a, a guy. I, yeah. I don't understand, master. In that, in they think he's crazy, and it turns out he's not. In the Max Landis Frankenstein movie that I didn't see, does Igor sound anything? Is he just a regular person? He's a regular dude. Oh. Hey, you know what? I'll be honest. I like that movie. Is that the one with Daniel Radcliffe? And, yeah. Uh, yes. Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe, and James McAvoy are the reasons yeah. why that, I like that movie. Are, did so Max Landis direct it. that, or did he, he write wrote that? it? He wrote okay. it. Okay. Yeah. This is. I just like doing like, that voice now. It's this fun. is before he was canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, rightfully so. Screw him. Yeah, I agree. RoboCop Returns has a new director. Oh, finally, this movie's happening. Neil Blomkamp was attached to direct. Uh, after Alien dropped. After Alien. And then he dropped this. Yeah, they wanted that Alien movie. I did too. Neil Blomkamp just can't seem to... Get a break at all, a, ever. Get a break into any yeah. of these big franchise things. But so RoboCop Returns is basically the um, the Halloween, the Terminator Dark Fate of the RoboCop yeah. franchise. It's going to be based after this after the first one, I believe. Is that sounds about right. Um... Uh, so Abe Forsyth, yep, who directed The Little Monsters this past year, one of my favorite movies of the year, has oh, yeah. been tapped to direct this film. He will also rewrite the script. Uh, <coughs> the current draft of the script was written by Justin Rhodes, who actually wrote Terminator: Dark Fate. Okay, 
Yeah. Who wrote what, Terminator Dark Fate? Well, I like Terminator Dark Fate, so. And it like it, it's a Terminator Dark Fate is nowhere near like a satire political thing, but it has elements of that. Yeah. I'll definitely political stuff. Uh, but RoboCop is Gotta straight turn up. Turn that up. Yeah. Like like yeah. this is a good guy, and the and Little Monsters is, is actually like. You know nice what I should have done for my book club? Hmm. RoboCop versus Terminator. Oh, I would have liked that. Yeah. yeah. RoboCop is awesome, and I want us all to watch RoboCop because I RoboCop's I think, great. I think that movie's legitimately like incredible. Yeah, yeah. I like RoboCop a lot. That Starship long Troopers, baby. Long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Paul Verhoeven, man, he's the best. He used to be the best. He used to be that new film he made. He made. He makes new movies. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> it was something. I the nineties. The nineties were the best. Ed uh, Numier. That's not right. Lumiere. Not new. New Numier. Oh, whatever. And <laughs> Michael Miner. Uh, who were the original RoboCop writers? Mm-hmm. I wrote the initial draft of this movie. Excellent. So good. they've been rewriting that on, on that draft. It sounds sounds good to me. And they're still involved in pro- as producers, obviously. All right. Trailers. Do 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 do. All right. Cats. Meow. No. Runaway hey. season three. <laughs> I'll tell you what, <laughs> real quick. We don't actually have to talk about cats. I think this is a worse trailer than that first one, but it's it 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 accentuates how I weird am, the movie is going to be. I am so mesmerized. Yeah. It's, by this movie, it's, so it's it's reportedly cost three hundred million dollars. Uh, two hundred. That's way too much money. Yeah. Two hundred million dollars. That's like Avengers money. Uh, three hundred million dollars. I don't think has happened yet. No, I yeah. Don't think um, made that much money. Wait yet. for the marketing to really kick in. Um, this movie just looks bonkers, yeah. and I just I still can't believe I that. I hated it's, what James Corden did in this one. <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> I like when he kissed it. <laughs> I hated that. I He's that a cat. Was, I thought that was kind of funny. I like it. But everything else is like lady joke. I still. Yeah, is there I, a plot that, to this? Hold on. That no. I did not like. No. There's a Cats p- doesn't have a plot. I know that, yeah. but it looks like there's a plot to this there movie. There is a plot to this movie, apparently. Th- they'll the make plot, it. So they made the plot about, like, now it's all about them earning what happens to the character who sings Memories. Um, they're now, they're now like, competing to earn what she gets, uh, which well, is... That, yeah, so, yeah. so, like, the idea sounds like it's... it's so, in a sense... They're all being judged for like their skills or who they are, essentially, which is how all their stories are going to be incorporated, rather than just being the isolated stories. That like, sounds okay to me. It's like an improvement. A, and the, there's a. But the thing is that like, main it, character but now. it puts on this thing like what I don't think is cool about it. What minor thing there is about cats is that the cats just recognize that they've mistreated. Um, I wish I could remember her name, but I can't. But the sure. one who sings memories, sure. they they just realize at the end that they've Lady you know, Poos Poos. That, that 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 things <laughs> they they come to recognize her as she's passing away. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. It's not based around any kind of a like, cats. like uh you know ceremony thing that was you know oh we judge through everyone and now it's you kind of thing. Yeah. Whatever, I'm, I don't care. <laughs> no, yeah, like, like I, I, I hype this up, but like, I'm not, re- I'm not interested in like, I'm actually wanting to see it. Like, it looks like I can't believe this is a real movie. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be a train wreck. Should have been animated. It is animated, technically. <laughs> Should have been, like, hand An- drawn. Handmated. Handmated. Hand animation. Oh my god, like a 2D animation of of actual cats, but doing this. Yeah. I might like that more. The Aristocats. Right? Yeah, I was about to say the Aristocats did it. Runaway season three had a trailer. This is the final season. Yeah, yeah. it got swamp thinged. I'm so happy about Elizabeth yeah. Hurley. I'm so happy. I'm currently reading the Doctor Doom comic and, and Morgan Le Fay's in it. So like I'm thinking about Morgan Le Fay. I'm like, oh my god, I need to catch up. This this look look good. Guys, these shows are incredible and um I don't feel like they were canceled because they didn't have an audience. I think they do have an audience. Um, they definitely do. They're they're canceled because Kevin Feige's taking over everything. And I just hope that he finds a way to reincorporate this cast because this the cast for both of these shows is are awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I loved the first season of Runaways. Cloak and Dagger might be better. I need to better. rewatch. Uh, no, I don't need to rewatch. I need to watch season it, two because season three looks freaking rad. And honestly, like if you're planning to do anything with the Runaways or with Cloak and Dagger, there's no reason not to use these kids. Yeah. Like th- th- it's even easier to just say, okay, let's just incorporate them into the MCU than it is to do with the Netflix shows. Dude, it's just like, oh, just do it. Like it's yeah. easy. All the pieces are there. Now, now, um, Okay, so it, it, let's, the show's canceled, right? If it was to be reappeared, would it still be on Hulu, or is it is it not mature enough? Can it be on Disney Plus? Well, we got Mandalorian, it could, it, so honestly, yeah, it could yeah. be it could be on either, um, but it, it probably could just go straight to Disney Plus. Because I'm saying like they can just merge the shows and just call it Runaways. Yeah, like, I feel you like yeah. Because like I want, I like all those characters. There, there is a home capability. I think the only reason why they would move it over to Disney Plus is if they intended to bring those characters to the films. That'd be so radical. Because then it's easy to just say like that any, anyone that appears on Disney Plus also goes to the movies. That is like the, the again I've I've said this forever like this is the dream like if that's true and in like five years it's like yeah we have an Avengers movie and then Cloak and Dagger show up for five seconds like what if they show up in Doctor Strange. God, I would love that. Nico would make sense absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, she's got the Casilia size going she does. on. There, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of room for these characters to still be utilized by the MCU and I, I all I'm saying is like I think even more so than the Netflix shows even though I love the most of the actors playing those parts yeah um i think it would just be like rude and and kind of crappy to recast all these roles if you decide to rework them into the mcu Mm -hmm. because these are mostly unknown kids who have done a really good job yeah and they deserve to keep cracking away at these characters if they want to because they they've all earned it they're good they're talented Mm -hmm. and they've come from from out of nowhere yeah for the most part size spark said uh it's being canceled because Kevin Feige is just consolidating everything. Which is sh- fine. Seeing what he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, a trailer for a movie called Antebellum. Yeah. Came out of the blue. Um, Ghost slavery? <laughs> Maybe. What I have no it? idea what it's about, but I'll see it. Yeah. Definitely dealing with slavery in the past and then dealing with cr- weird stuff in it, the, in the it future. It looks like the it's like the, t- uh, the, this gonna sound weird. the time stream is like cutting in and out so there's like planes yeah, yeah, yeah. like this yeah. the slave looks up and she sees an airplane go and then vanish into thin air like I, even the chemtrails just stop it's it's a very interesting tra- trailer i don't know what to make of it yeah, but it's definitely intriguing although yeah. the 911 call that you hear is well just the operator is very creepy yes especially with the imagery that it's over it's got yeah. spooky imagery for yeah. sure yeah uh yeah so all right uh, it, i'm we'll interested it really it really jars you because you're hearing this 911 operator call but you're when the trailer first starts you're seeing civil war time yeah yeah stuff and you're like what am i watching yeah, yeah you're like yeah. that's not supposed to what is out of place here everything um a trailer for the call of the wild came out this is harrison ford's new movie with a cgi dog this movie probably costs like 50 million more dollars than i needed to <laughs> yeah. yeah uh i'm looking forward to this it's, a, it's one of those dog movies. Yeah, it doesn't look like one of those dog movies. It, it looks to like me. It looks like meeting a bunch of characters. He doesn't talk. He does. The dog doesn't talk. No, but he's expressive like a talking dog. Good. No, I don't want to see the Lion King again. No, I want a real dog. <laughs> That's the one thing. Right in the ha- tramp. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not in that stoked about a CGI dog. Throughout the dog's expressions don't look real. They're like Most DreamWorks of the faces. time, they look they look like Paddington. Yeah, like they look like That's a fake faces teddy bear. that Paddington makes. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't do a good job of recreating a, a dog's face. And I like the eyes scenery specifically, but and all like that stuff. this is a good book. Like it's a really good book. Yeah. So hopefully, it's a good movie. I all hope right. this isn't just a paycheck movie for Harrison Ford. I, I love dogs. <laughs> I want to be in this. He movie. likes dogs. He grew Just a beard for this. Get me out of this plane, please. 
Doctor Who season twelve. Doctor Who series twelve had a had a trailer. It did indeed. We uh, none of us are caught up. Not at all. Not even close. But this looks cool. Yeah. We're yeah. only what year and a half behind. I'd like to watch more Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else is. I don't know what's that. I, like, no, I, I'm not I missed it. For those of you who like Doctor Who, it's coming. It, that, hey, uh, something can enter Stephen the TARDIS. Fry, Stephen Fry's in it. I love yeah. Stephen yeah. Fry. Yeah. That I I like I like that they are continuing to let this Doctor have multiple companions at a time. I do too. She has the the, I like the uh, old man. two younger ones and then the older man. Uh, and I think that's awesome. I I think that's cool that there's like a a continuous like more full cast. Can't wait we get for one of them to with. die. Uh, so I'd like to watch that. That robot thing that was a Cyberman. Uh, yes, Cyberman, Cyberman, right? Yes. Cyberman. No, a Cyberman. It's gonna grab onto them and blow <laughs> up. Damn Comes it. from Chow a seed. <laughs> It's gonna kill Yamcha. No, the Cyberman looked cool. Yeah, that's all I can say about yeah. that. Something's hunting the Doctor. Always. Half Life Alex. Yay! This oh. is a new Half Life game. So VR. guys. Half-Life came out in like 1999 or something, right? Dude, Half-Life Half 2 came out like 2004. Oh my god, yeah. yes. And then Episode 1 came out three years later. Sorry, uh, Half-Life 2, Episode 1, which is DLC, came out three years later. And then many years later, Episode 2 came out. And it's been, I believe, ooh, it's been 12 years since the last Half-Life game. And Half-Life 3 has been on everyone's mind for 12 years. I did my waiting! Yes. 12 years of it! So uh, many So people. Valve, which used to be a video game company, which it is still is technically, but they, they made Steam, which is the biggest video game uh, like software thing on the planet. It's If you have a PC, you are using Steam to play video games. That's just, it's like Netflix, but except there's not really much competition. Um, I had Steam once. Yeah. like It's the primary source for, for online uh, PC video games. I technically have a Steam account. Yeah. I'm, Some guy tried to hack it while I was at Disneyland and I had to change my password. That sucks. If you buy Portal on the PS3, you you were given a Steam account. It's like it's weird. Um, this was a shock to a lot of people. You gotta be careful if you're using Steam though, because Rose the Hat will come after you. Uh, oh. Doctor Sleep reference. Go see that movie. Um, yeah, a lot of people are just shocked that like, because they always said like, yeah, Half Life will come out, and then it's like, no, nah, we're just, we're <clears> never gonna work on it because like we're working on like technology and shit. Sure. Apparently, um, uh, Gabe, that's his name. Gabe Newell. Yeah. Yeah, he said he's not making Half Life Three. Yeah. Um, he's which like, is, stop asking about it. It's yes, not coming. It started with like. I'll take a Portal Three. That's more likely, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the early 2000s, or like after after Half Life Two came out, he's like, yeah, you know, it'll come out when we when we have an idea for it. And then like ten years later, he's like, please stop asking me about it. So that's why this is so fascinating and weird that not only is this a Half Life prequel, uh, it's set between one and two. Uh, it's also a completely VR only game, and you can't buy it for like PS4 or anything. It's PC VR only. Uh, and you guys saw it. Um, I don't know how much you guys have. So you've done like VR experiences yeah. but have you played like vr like video games because yeah. the experience is a lot more like like Visceral. cinematic yeah. yes uh no i've never played a video okay game. um have you guys at all tried it all i have not okay. i have never i i've kind of almost to. had me with the arkham vr but i decided against yeah. it i uh the only thing i would actually put the money up for a playstation vr because that's, so that's really actually the worst one <laughs> uh well never it's, mind because it's, it's the cheapest one too yeah because that's the reason why because yeah. you right. guys know i don't have a full a uh, good gaming pc i don't have a pc at all yeah. that's that's the whole reason why i haven't done it is because like i know you got to invest the money to get it good yep. and i'm like i don't want to spend you know how much and the, get it bad the steam index vr you know what it costs no thousand dollars yeah i believe it yeah mm -hmm. and you know what's cool though if you buy that you get you get this game for free so thousand dollars i mean once again cool but yeah, i don't want to drop fifty dollars exactly Exactly. Uh, the the thing is about this game, the VR looks incredible. Like VR, you know, it's progressed a lot since the nineties, but it does the but the VR is still very simple and it's kind of like rudimentary. Where this game, it's it, like you move stuff around with your hands. You have a you have the gravity hands instead of gravity gun. You have gravity hands, so you can pull stuff to you like using the force. And all that stuff looks really dynamic and really cool for technology. Yeah. And this is a huge step forward for VR. 
This is not what people want from Half-Life, though. Uh, I think it looks really cool. I'm very excited. Rich Darby's in this. He, I, I, he sounds exactly like him. I can't confirm if it is, but I'm just going to say it is. The gun's not loaded! Throws. Yes. Again, like, the all gun's the, unloaded now! Yes, uh, like all the all the hand animation and like reloading looks really cool for VR, and it is a big step forward for VR. It's it's interesting that they made it Half-Life because like this is not what the people wanted, but at the same time, it's something. True, is, it's not cool. what the people wanted, but for those clamoring for... Uh, if I was a bigger Half-Life fan, I would have been happy just to make sure, just to know that the franchise isn't completely dead. But the problem here is, Ben, you can only play this if you have a VR system. That, so that one is, of the most... If it wasn't for... Okay. Yeah. If it, Obviously, I'm not a member of the PC Master Race. Yeah. If it wasn't for the big-ass price tag, I probably would dive right in. But those who do have the luxury and those who are heavily, heavily invested, trying to connect the dots like that scene from All is Sunny in Philadelphia to, to try and make a Half-Life 3 confirmed, this is good for them. As someone who doesn't really doesn't give a shit about Half-Life, okay. But here's the thing. It looks cool. It looks that VR is yeah, progressing. I want to know what the thing is. Sorry. Um... 99% of the audience who likes Half-Life can't play this game. That's yeah. the problem. That They're not problem. making a game. They're making a VR game. And this is the sequel to like one of the most uh, important... Because it is Half-Life 2 is a very important game in terms mm -hmm. of technology and what it did for, for the industry. Hey, the physics in that... Because I did play Half-Life yes. 2. The physics in that game is just top no, notch. For real, like Valve revolutionized like, like physics in video games. And mm -hmm. Half-Life 2 is the reason. And that's why this is a techno technological achievement more than it is them making a Half-Life game. And it's like Half-Life is the reason they made this like this <clears throat> technological improvement. And that's cool. I'm never going to play this game, and that sucks. Yeah. That's it. It looks that, radical. That does suck with the VR. Yeah. I, I just never say never. No. That's true. It's like, it's like if they made Christmas God of War 2. coming It's like up. if they made God of War 2 and it was VR only. Like, that doesn't Ooh. make any sense. It, it, it's a business standpoint. Honestly, I might yeah. kill them. Exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, Half-Life is that important to a lot yeah. of people. Like I love those games. I was just bummed that the Ar that the Arkham game, but apparently it wasn't even that good. So it's it's like an experience. It's not even a game. Like the only VR game we were th seriously talking about doing was the Bridge Crew. Brandon, oh, yeah. that VR is track. still one that I would like. You can play without VR, but it is it's it's super lame. Like yeah. it's not even don't even do it if you don't have the VR. Yeah, the Star it's, Trek one. Yeah, that's on uh, that's on PS4 and Oculus Rift, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Shall we get into our review then? All right, then let's get into our review of Frozen 2. That rhymed, I'm sorry. Full spoilers. Don't feel sorry that it worked I out. I don't accept your apology. Frack you then. Oh. <laughs> spoilers I, from here on I, out. Dr. Guy's Baltar. <laughs> Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, full spoilers for Frozen 2. Uh, if you want to listen to I want to see how much money this movie makes Spoiler Olaf dies it's probably a lot no he doesn't four, <laughs> four old white men talk about <laughs> uh, an animated <laughs> children's movie <laughs> we're not old yet speak for yourself not young yet. at heart young, exactly so what do we all think about this I thought it was pretty fine. This I, is ten times better than the first one yes I thoroughly enjoyed this one but I oh, okay this is going to sound really bad but I do like Disney's version of the fifth element uh, you know not, what? I'm I not 100% wrong. No, I'm I was, not I was wrong. saying more Avatar Last Airbender, yeah. but but you're not you're also not wrong. Yeah. yeah, I still yeah, my girlfriend was making Fifth Element jokes, I was making Avatar Last it Airbender jokes. It makes more jokes. sense because she is the last element, much like yeah. Lulu Dallas Multipass was the last element. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. true. Uh -huh. true facts. Okay. I like this movie. But I still like this yeah. movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> both uh, Sparks. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Sparks can you vamp a little bit? You said really. Ooh. I did. I, I mean, like, uh, I I think that it has its shortcomings, but um, I and I certainly think that it's still like the Frozen films. I think remain the weaker of 
modern Disney animation films. Um, sure as far nice. as like as far as executing like narrative uh, plots for their characters, I think that Moana, the Wreck It Ralph films, Zootopia, hundred percent, and uh, Tangled ha- and Big Tangled and Big Hero Six have all been far superior examples yeah, of I, like full character arcs than either of the two Frozen films. When did part Frozen- of this being that the first Frozen film is uh, derailed in many ways by its production process and how they decided to execute the film halfway through. So this mo- film came out six years ago. So yeah, cheese. It was 2013 when it first came Correct. out. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Lifetime. When did uh, Wreck-It Ralph come out? 2012 or am I misremembering? Wreck-It Ralph, I believe was the year after, but so I it, might be wrong. It's, a, it's, like it's like either, a, it's either the year before or the year. Yeah. After. It's around the same time. Cause yeah. I remember, well, especially with Zootopia, um, Wreck-It Mo- Ralph was the movie they were working on at the same time they were working on Frozen. Yeah, but I, I remember hearing of like a bunch of Disney fans and talking about how good Frozen is saying it's one of the best movies that ever made. And I'm just sitting there going, guys, Record Off is so much better though. Tangled, it's like Tangled. So, it just takes the cake, and that was made years prior. Yeah. So how did you guys feel about Elizabeth Mitchell as the Snow Queen in this? <laughs> you get it. You had you to got it. You had to dig to look that I up. Did. Is that I all really you were did. doing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what? I tried to find who played Elizabeth Snow. Mitchell played the Snow Queen when Frozen showed up on Once Upon a Time, the ABC show. <gasps> oh. And it w- that was where they revealed that like the mom's sister was the actual Snow Queen, the villain, and this is why they were afraid of Elsa's powers. Which I watched was that a creative and cool me. story. Frozen yeah. Two retconned Once Upon a Time. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. get out of here. And they also retconned the theory that Tarzan's yeah. Elsa's brother. That's the bit. That's the biggest thing that they retconned. That yeah, whole goodbye to that. They both have yeah. beautiful hair. Which and I'm that the Little Mermaid found. Uh, the ship. Sunken yeah, ship. goodbye to all of that. Which Aww. I'm actually okay with. Me too. Oh, connect. Anyway. So yeah, uh, made three hundred fifty million worldwide. The Once Upon a Time. Uh, Look, not every universe can be connected like uh, that of Ben's best friend Stephen King. Okay, I true, hate you. true, true facts. I'm glad you found a way to put that in. Thanks. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. What a I, week. Anyway, so I was looking for that, but I didn't say. Yeah, uh-huh, about this. Uh-huh. Uh, I like this movie a whole lot. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to say right now, on enjoyment level, the fact that I just had a blast, I would have given a nine out of ten. Yeah. Uh huh. Just have of how much fun I had in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think this is a lot better than the first one. Oh, I yeah. do agree. And I, I mean, I thought I find the first one to be fine. I it, don't yeah. like. I don't dislike it at all. Yeah. I, um, I, 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 I will say right up top because like we've never talked about Frozen in much detail on the podcast before, so I'll kind of talk about that a little bit in the sense that I, it's not that I dislike Frozen. I think it's all right. Um, I think the music in it is undeniably really good, except for the rock troll song uh, yeah. in the first Frozen. I don't care for it at all. Love um, is an open door. No, that's a, Fixer Upper is the rock troll song. No, I'm just saying I like oh, that yeah, song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good song. Yeah. Um, Ryan, it, you play Christian All the, all the music is really good, but uh, the, the reason that Frozen 1 uh, comes up so much for me is like a, oh, God, is because it got so overblown and so overhyped. It was like uh, a right place, right on, time. On like such a on up. such a level where like, you know, people just so adamantly were, were pursuing like it's so incredible and I'm like, it's it's all right. Yeah. It's just it's just all right. Uh, like it very obviously lost its narrative of, of who its villain was and what it was trying to say thematic thematically, and it even fails to be a musical I in the actually, second half. I actually think this film has a similar issue, but not as bad. I agree. I agree. I, well. I mm-hmm. think towards the end, they kind of lose the... That means yeah. Frozen 3 will probably be the best, right? Oh. I mean, like, it's right. They get right up to the finish line, I, and then it just disappears. The, the yeah. thing I told Ryan when we walked out of it is I think that the film is, like, 
85% of the way to executing all of its narrative themes and character beats, yeah. but it doesn't quite stick the landing on all of them. I, I, I said it as a, uh, I said the analogy uh, in my head as I was driving here today. Um, this, they had like all the all the themes and plots wrapped up in a little in a little ball, and they were running towards the they were running running across the across the field trying to get to the finish line, and they trip just before the finish it line. Slowly starts to unravel. Everything yeah. oh, no. just disappears. Like, yeah. Now, I mean, I have to. I want to echo a little bit of what Sparks said because I also I enjoy echo the what Sparks said. Echo what Sparks said. Echo what Sparks said. Ha ha ha! But I do enjoy the You're first Frozen film. Thanks. I do really enjoy the first Frozen movie. It is a fine movie, but it's not... Film lives and dies on Let It Go. Yes, it does. And I have to say, during the during the height of Frozen's power, every time I walked... I remember I was in Hawaii for my graduation trip. Uh, I was in the pool, and I heard a bunch of girls on the side singing Let It Go very loudly. They are singing good, though, but I was like, nope, I cannot hear that damn song anymore. Yeah. And, and to be honest... The song is good. The song I, is a good song. I just heard it so much. I realize that, like, I, I like a lot of things about Frozen when, like, taken out of context of, like, the discourse around the film and everything, because I actually think Frozen's one of the better worlds to play in in Kingdom Hearts 3. I, I have a lot of fun there. Yeah. I really, I, uh, uh, yeah, I think Frozen's totally fine, I, but I really like that it's not uh, absolutely about, like, oh, and a man and a girl have to get together. It's about sisterhood. And that's the one thing I yeah. do like about it. It's like about families reuniting. Like, I that's agree. Stuff mm-hmm. I like. I just wish it had committed to that more from the get-go. I agree. Although, only one big thing, one big critique of Frozen, of Arendelle in Kingdom Hearts 3, I want a boss fight in Elsa's ice castle, and I never got it. Yeah. Well, you get to see her ice castle. You get to see the musical number, which was really cool. But besides a fight in the in said castle, I was denied, and I do not like it. Well, right. we've reviewed the Kingdom Hearts game and the first movie. All right, so <laughs> yeah. now time for Olaf's uh, Frozen Adventure. Frozen Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Hey, I would rather wait? watch Frozen Fever over Olaf's Frozen called. Adventure. I liked Frozen Fever. Frozen Fever's good. 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 I, I like Frozen Fever. I hate Olaf's Frozen, Frozen Adventure. <laughs> Frozen 2, Olaf's Redemption. Because yeah. I hate Olaf in yeah. that first movie. Like he, he, I you personally, he's Fro- a Jar Jar Binks. You should see o- o- Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Is then. it actually good? No. no. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> it was all like, about Ryan, him for thirty minutes. F that <laughs> Ryan, let me tell you something. The little Danny saw Co- Frozen Fever are at the end. Did you see yes, the end? Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Oh, but Danny saw Coco three times in theaters. And she suffered through like an hour. She Is that saw an hour no, no. Of that now? Here's here's it's the thing. Here's the thing. She saw Coco three times, but she saw Olaf. Four times because one time <laughs> she went to see it with me. We had they stopped it because of, of like an electrical problem, and she walked out the other few times for Olaf's Frozen Adventure. She's like, awesome. I'm not sent to the this best, shit again. The best thing about Frozen's Frozen Olaf's Adventure, and and I'm like, I almost it was almost worth it just for this, is that I went to see Coco a second time while that was still running ahead in theaters to take our friend Matt of the uh, of the podcast to it. Spooks Matt has never seen Frozen at oh. all. Was completely unfamiliar oh and we're gosh. sitting there and he's just sitting through it and it's rough but there's this part where Olaf knocks on a door and uh, the trades <gasps> tradesman yeah, yeah, who this... has the red beard and goes is standing there except he's wearing no shirt and he just <laughs> looks down at Olaf and he's like and Matt was so confused because he'd never <laughs> seen that character before. He just starts like laughing out of bewilderment really hard and I'm like, you know what? Almost worth it. <laughs> just for that. Just for the absolute confusion Matt so, experienced. So we've now ranked the two shorts. 
<laughs> the whole frozen universe gets no, but he was saying he was saying <laughs> Olaf is much much better in this movie. Yeah, I actually yeah. like Olaf because one, he turns into he's like funny. He turns into like Zorn from the X Men, where he's just a nihilist, and he's like, "What matters?" And nothing's permanent, and change yeah. is weird. And he, they let they let Josh Gad be funny, and he yeah, grows his as a whole, character. His whole um, his, his um, song. I like his song. I I, I enjoy his, I I. I have a love hate relationship with the one of being a snowman in summer or whatever the song title is from the first one. I enjoy his song in this one, but I love his recap the most yeah. because I also love Sterling K. Brown's reactions the most. He's in yeah. the movie like ten minutes, but like, I don't care. He's, no, he's so good. Exactly. Let's let's, let's yeah. stay on Olaf for a second. Yeah, I want to I want to touch on but the Olaf the, is no. I want to touch on the bit where he's where 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 Elsa like tricks them down the mountain. Let's oh, yeah, the, the boat. Film. That's a really good part. The, and and Olaf's like. Anna, I feel mad. No, he says I feel I'm I'm feeling rising anger. anger. I'm or I'm detecting rising anger, and uh, Anna thinks he's referring to her. Yeah, and then he's like, No, I'm feeling it in me. Yeah, uh, because he's never experienced like Elsa, that before. Elsa left me go, and she didn't say goodbye. Like, yeah, like this I, sucks. I like that a lot. Even yeah. the even like his air quote death scene with Anna was. I'm watching so like this this character Olaf. I've always seen him as a, essentially the joke. Yep. The one that gets the kids in, the one that's supposed to capture the attention of a, of the very smaller of the smaller children, and it worked this and time. And he is having this great scene with Anna, like hey, I'm going, but I still love and then you. They kill them, and then and he, he <sighs> essentially air quote dies. He comes back to life. He should have stayed dead because I actually would have. If he stayed dead, then I would have that made that moment so much more powerful. Because yeah. Anna's song sucks. That's a bad song. Yeah, I didn't. Really I don't like think Anna. that's a good song. They. they I, I feel like they kind of wrote themselves in the corner with Olaf's death. Like they, Olaf is only alive because Elsa, and if Elsa also uh, merchandise. To be fair, oh, to be yeah. fair, I think the whole film up to that point has justified the idea of water contains memory, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's yes. made of frozen water. Yes. Um. So like I, I feel like it was, it didn't feel cheap to bring mm-hmm. him back. Like the the materials are there because the materials have been part of the plot the entire time. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it it doesn't no, it s- doesn't surprise me that it works out. That yeah. Way. What what I'm saying is like his death. Don't was, fake kill him then. His death was kind of uh, emotional. It, it yeah. had to happen because they took the way they took Elsa off out of the picture. Her magic would disappear. Yes. Exactly. And he is just her magic. Right. Yeah. So if if she is gone out of the picture, then he has to be. Yeah. So it almost feels like they just just like well. And the thing is, I think yeah. all of this would have worked better if on a song had just been better. If that moment had been better with her. Yes. Because yeah. the thing is, like, it's okay if the audience knows Elsa's not going to die and Olaf's not going to die. Because, I think that's what it is. Because because they would both come back. But the important thing is that Anna thinks Olaf died because Elsa died. Yeah. yeah. That's what's important is yeah. she thinks that she died doing this. And her song is just like, I got to rise, I got to climb out of this cave. It's like, it's not powerful at all. I think I d- that's... I, think the, I don't think any song in this movie... Is as good as now, Let It Go. Now that yeah. being, that, I agree. No, none of them. Like Let It Go is a is a would, weird phenomenon would, into itself. I, I would say um, Into the Unknown is a very close second. It's the closest, but but Panic at the Disco's version was better. But it's not uh, like technically. Let, let it know. go. Let it go is a song that literally made them change the character from being a villain to the hero because it was too like empowering yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's what happened so yeah of course let it go yeah but also, isn't gonna be top yeah but to get to ryan's thing what he was talking about um when anna realizes that elsa's dead that's where i i kind of got the the thought uh, the the train of thought was like anna's gonna become queen at the end of the movie um mm. it's unfortunate because kristen bell's a much better singer in this one. Oh, she's, in the first so, one. She's, she's so good she was she was good in the first one but she like clearly like 
took some voice lessons yeah. to like and yeah. she's been belt getting better out some for pieces. Years yeah, she's now. she's been. Yeah, she's she's just excellent in this movie. Yeah, she is. I, I think um, she's, I think she's really great. Uh, her I personality lo- shines. I want to say. I love all the outfits in this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, me too. Uh, the, I the also love design the hair. Is incredible. I've, it's never something I've said about an anime movie, but I think the hair is really good. And that good. song that that's not good about of Anna. Mm-hmm. Her her outfit is so good. Yeah. Well, they make it, something that did carry over from Frozen One is they make styling choices for the for the sisters that relates to what they're going through, and that's what changes how they style their hair, how they tie it back, how they decide to let it down, what yeah. what's going on with them. I really um, like Elsa's hairstyle. While we're talking yeah. about Anna's song at the end, because I want to focus on that bit, because I do think it's it's absolutely 100% the weakest thing in the whole movie is Anna's, because it's supposed to be her turning it's point. It's not even it's well not. written. It's like um, cliche. It's not a good song. Um, what it really needed is like it could do. I think it should use the bit when she's getting into the chorus is its best bit when she's saying "Do the next right thing." Yes. Mm-hmm. But if the "Do the next right thing" had been uh, t- saying when she's taking the steps into the light, take a step towards the unknown, into the unknown, go into a reprise of "Into the Unknown," because Her this is the song, exact yeah. same problem that Frozen had is that it didn't reprise its thematic song choices from the beginning of the film because, and this has gone around on the internet. This is my idea but it's gone around the internet plenty of times is that frozen itself and i agree with this probably would have sat a lot better with me if when anna was frozen at the end of the first film elsa had sung do you want to build a snowman back to her because yeah. the whole point of that song at the beginning is that she's singing it to, from the other side of the door and elsa's not responding so elsa sings it back in a reprise and says just ask me one more time if i want to build a snowman which would have tied the whole thematic bow with the sisters say, on it. Yes. Um, Frozen 2 needs the same thing. When when Elsa asked Anna at the end, do you want to build a snowman? Yeah. Even though I don't like Olaf coming back to life, I think that is a nice moment of her saying it back. I agree. Yeah. 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 I agree. I, I like I'm, that moment. I'm so conf- <clears throat> conflicted because, like, again, it's 85% of the execution's but, done. But the, but, but, but the point being with the comparison of Frozen 1's do you want to build a snowman is that Frozen 2 needed a reprise of its thematic yeah. point. But now on Anna having to know I need to go towards what I don't know is going to happen and I need to do it for myself, not for Elsa. Yeah. I agree, yeah. I really I really enjoy the idea that the reason why Anna was so devout, so it put, almost kind of pushing Kristoff away without even knowing, was because she was so desperate to stay with Elsa throughout this adventure. Yeah, that's uh-huh. right. Because yeah. they've lost so much time together. Like, her whole thing is like, I need to constantly be near I you. I can't lose you again. I can't yeah. lose you and that's And that's really good, and I'm really glad it's there. I wish that they'd stuck the landing on yeah. it. I wish they'd stuck the landing on how that related to how Anna was treating Kristoff, because yeah. it's just kind of washed away. It kind of is, yeah. <laughs> in the passion of what happened. Yeah. That's, again, that's my, I was talking to that with Sparks. Like, that's kind of the weakest <laughs> part of the movie for me, is like, the side plot of of Kristoff and Anna having this fight or like they're they're growing apart they're not they're not communicating they're not communicating but like mm-hmm. i feel like they treat it with so much more weight than what they're giving us i for- he has an entire song about how i'm losing my love but Which i don't so see good. it that way yeah. it, it, i love that it's probably my favorite song, song is so I, good. but I, I don't th- buy it i think i do think that's there i just think that they didn't st- stick it out right yeah uh like it 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 is there it's that anna is constantly like you see it in the moments when uh elsa's about to go towards something anna grabs her and pulls her back she's constantly walking away from or running away from Kristoff to do it when elsa's Um, there yes but when they're talking like when elsa's asleep and they're just talking to themselves like their banter it's like i i just don't i i didn't like it it's it's her it's her not it's her listening to him, yeah. but, but not hearing yes, him. Yes, that's true. And yeah. and I again, like I don't think that in itself is problematic. I just don't think that they bring the arc to a close in a way that makes it feel like all of that was. Deserved. I wasn't satisfied when they got married. That's what I mean. It's like I don't think it's brought to. They its, didn't get married. I don't, but they do. 
I mean, they do, but they didn't. Right. The no, I don't think it's it's brought to its proper conclusion for what that arc was setting up. Yeah. Um, for yeah. both of those characters. I mean, uh, for a split second, I actually like, after Kristoff had his song, which I do agree that was a pretty awesome song. They even put Such a queen. I was. They put a damn queen reference in there. I, I was, was laughing. That was on the floor laughing. Yeah, we were. Ch- I was chuckling I, with Fanny. But I, I think real quick. Sorry, I think that song is a much better music video than probably the actual song itself because it's so much. It's so memey. Yeah, and it's so like it superimposing. It things totally and, is. And like Queen with with the reindeer. It's like, a freaking eighties power ballad. It's super funny. It turns into his fantasy. Yeah, yeah. but the thing. I was thinking Thank of why they gave him a song this time. Oh yeah, how about damn time? Because he is a really good singer. Because yeah. f you guys, not doing it in the first one. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I thought of when he was saying that he's losing Anna, and it felt like this was gonna happen, was that Anna and Kristoff maybe don't get together at the end of the movie because he has the ring and he's constantly flubbing, trying to propose to her the whole damn time. It kind of felt like a color by numbers thing where he finally does propose to her at the end yes, of the movie man. when everything is fine. Yes. That would have been a good, I felt like it would have been a good out of left field. Yes, this is a Disney, I mean, yes, there is a happy ending, but not everything is going to be happy. Yes, Elsa is alive and okay. She's up in the, the north, she's up in the far and in the forest, which with the people whose name I forgot. I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can have the two tones for that, for this movie. It's a very different movie if at the end of it Anna doesn't have a happy ending. Or maybe, or but here's okay, or maybe, maybe he they can doesn't, still be friends. But they, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe he doesn't propose to her. Or maybe he does propose to her, and she looks at him and is like, "Look, I do want to be with you, but I still have some things I need to work out with my sister." We'll put this on hold for a while. Maybe if she doesn't go into the "Oh my God, yes, I'm going to marry you," because you still don't see the ring on her finger when she becomes queen. I see. No, now I'd agree with that, except that. Uh, Anna and Elsa's whole thing is that they they are on a better page by the okay. end. Like uh, her whole thing was that yeah. she was holding Elsa too close, and now she's learned to let her go. Uh-huh. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so like that that can't be the thing that's interrupting their relationship. That's the point. Is that mm-hmm. what that arc didn't make clear in the movie? Is that now that I recognize I can let Elsa go, I see that I can love you better. Okay. And because that is not, I'm focusing not, on what's proper. That is not explored enough. Or, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Not, that's not what I meant to say. I'm focusing on on what's what's in my life, not what's yeah. happening to Elsa. Okay. Now, if they would, um, uh, what a I horse. Guess, I guess if they would have explained that cool, a little bit horse. better, then I would have been okay with it at the end of the movie. Yeah. So I I so yes, I brought it up to you, Sparks. Uh-huh. I agree with you, Ben, because mm-hmm. there's all the setup of like, oh, uh, like oh, they might not get together. I think it would have been bold of them to realize that maybe they don't belong together because they. they they don't. They don't show enough that they're actually fighting or that they're having problems. Like I understand the Elsa and all that stuff. But yeah, like, yeah. For me, it's not explored enough. Where I think it would have been bold because we're introduced to two characters out of nowhere: the reindeer guy and then like Honeymoon or whatever her name is, right? <laughs> and at that moment, I thought this was gonna branch completely out where the two characters uh, were maybe going to realize that they like other people and they weren't meant to be together. Like, and I thought that would have been such an awesome choice and have have maybe Kristoff be gay or have Anna or Elsa be gay. And I'm actually, like, oh, this is like Adina Menzel. I I don't know if this is real. Not, but I do remember seeing a few articles championing to Disney, that, or she was championing Disney. She's like, "Hey, give Elsa a girlfriend." I, I'm on Twitter. They're all everyone's gay on Twitter. Everyone's about that. Yeah, um, I just thought it would have been. That's co- a good point to bring up. The plot is essentially they they bring up those characters and they're not used at yeah. all for yeah. nothing. Yeah. They're, they're, they have names and then they're just brushed off. So the plot, uh, the those, plot of this movie. Those, just a fun fact: the the um, mobile game Disney Magical Kingdoms is adding its Frozen Two expansion of characters. Oh. It's adding the Fire Spirit Lizard. And merchandise, Honey Marin and Ryder, but not Sterling K. Brown's character and their mom. 
Oh, yeah, I don't get a, it. That's oh, a crime. That, Are you kidding that me? That is a crime. So, I, I call foul. So the plot is basically like at one time there something something happened that is not true. Yes. Uh, they, they, there's a there's a lie in Arendelle and they don't know what it is. Uh, but the but prior to this, uh, her father's her grandfather had basically sealed off this enchanted forest yes. and the spirits were unhappy and they they locked who everyone into the enchanted forest. One of them being some Arendellian soldiers, which Sterling K. Yes. Brown. Yeah. is one of them. Uh, did you guys see, I guess I call it a twist, that Arendelle's the bad guy? I saw that coming from the second it happened. Moment it starts. The moment it happened. The second they starts and there's fighting, I was like, mm, there's Everyone's the trail. Like, we don't know why we fought each other. Like, it came out, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, uh, uh, I get it. I mean, and I don't I don't mind them. I don't also, mind them leaving that as a review also for the I characters. Kinda, also, I yeah. kind of feel when uh, he was like, oh, and when her, when her dad was like, when the dad was saying, oh, I was saved by this one girl, I'm like, that's your wife. Yep. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's meant for us because they don't play it as reveals for yeah. the audience. They play yeah. it as reveals for the characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I which appreciate. I, I do like the like the scene with a ship is really that's good. a really really powerful. powerful. Yeah. I it love is. that they see that they see the moment their parents died. Yeah, it's that so powerful. Is, I think the idea of like waters hold memories is really really cool. Yeah, yeah. especially yes. for what's the the lala fala? What's the place called? Uh, Afa lafa. Uh, sorry, Hoth- let me think about it for a moment. Uh, Hoth- it's, Hoth- it's a great the giant frozen place a tall nope <laughs> something like that anyway the the glacier Atahagen. Atahagen. no i don't think that's it there's definitely not a g it is it's no g at the end no atahala anyway they always say it 20 times the glacier place in the north i'm already it's a giant like time memory bubble because water hold memories and it's a giant glacier and they call it the river of time that's a such an awesome idea i really like that i like that song I, I do too. Okay. The show yourself song. I, I love. Song I love that song. I love the how throughout the whole movie we hear the. That's so yeah. I think yeah. The, the mus- use of that is incredible. I think yeah. the, I think the music overall is fine, but anytime that the the songs incorporate the ah uh, uh, yeah. is incredible. What, I think also, it sounds beautiful. I think just visually that. that whole sequence inside the um the frozen river yeah. the glacier is. Fantastic! It was super cool. I mean, obviously Elsa gets a new dress in this scene. Out of Holland, out of Holland. Yeah, this she gets an awesome new dress. But just just the animation in this is just spectacular. Is this Pic- the use of the lights and the ma- and the bl- and the cool blues? Is this just, Pixar's best looking movie? This, this is not Disney Pixar. Animation. This is Disney. Is okay. Excuse me. Is this Disney's best looking movie? I would say yes. It's the most recent, so yes. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. What were you saying? Were you about to say something surprising about the lizard? Oh, his name is Knock. Cool. Yeah, okay. he's cute. I always appreciate it when there's water. Horse, when there's water I think spirits. I think the water animation is some of the best water animation that's been done probably since Pixar made the Good Dinosaur. Especially yeah. with when um she's pulling the water out of the wood that's and the cool. ship is. Yeah. I was like, some Iceman shit. Just man. that whole that when whole the tidal sequence. wave is falling out of the dam. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. That's, di- that's good. That's, ooh, that's, that's good I almost shit. said that was good dinosaur stuff. But hey, that, do we get do we get a double dipping of um. Alan uh, Alan Tudyk. We get a triple dip. Yeah, we, we do. He's there as the Duke from the first movie. Yes. He's then there as the assistant to their grandfather, speaking it. to him. I knew and it. he's there as the uh, the leader, uh, Nardahlf leader, uh, the mm-hmm. the leader of the other tribe, I thought speaking that. to the that to makes, the king as well. Really? Yeah. He's sense. all three. Wow. Dude, all in that, that one section. He's got that Disney money. <laughs> and he's gonna get a TV show soon. Disney money. He also did like three voices in Star vs. the Forces of Evil too. Disney money. He's a wow. He is. That's uh, cool. That he's man, Disney's good luck charm. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I I feel like every big Disney movie he's, he's in, been in it. He's in every animated yeah. Disney film since Wreck-It Ralph. 
Yeah. Yes, I would say probably. I want to say yes. I will say yes. I definitely like this more than Frozen 1. I almost wish it was the start because I really I really like the world building and yeah. I like the inclusion of like the the nature elements and all the that stuff. The other spirits within yeah. the I'm I'm super into that. Yeah. Um I, this movie's probably going to make a lot of money. We'll probably probably get a sequel. And I, you know what? You don't make a second without making a third, I'm right? in, I'm into that. I am too. I I, I like this enough that I want to I don't a know. I don't know that's a rule. Like we don't know exactly what Disney animations path with these things is going to be like where they decide enough is enough because this is new territory they haven't really done this before pixar they have their rules which is yeah. only when we feel like we have a story i just want um, a sequel disney, now more disney than animation frozen has obviously done a with frozen 2 they announced that very early yeah. after frozen yeah. came out and they said we are definitely making a frozen 2 which everybody was like holy nuts that's crazy but they obviously didn't that's have a, a story or not a story they were married to because it was in production for a very long time Six before they years. settled on what it was going to be. So much so that Wreck-It Ralph 2 wasn't announced till a year and a half after Frozen 2 was announced and then came out Earlier. first. Earlier, yeah. So, because Wreck-It Ralph 2, they did have an idea. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, it's it's hard to say. It could go either way. Yeah. Um, I think that Elsa's story is, is as a character arc, hers and Olaf's are probably the most well-realized and Kristoff and Anna kind of fall to the wayside. Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah. S- I was. I cared a lot more about <laughs> Elsa in this in this film than I did the first one. I care about everyone more. I, than I, I care. I, I care about them too. But I was really following. I Elsa's like her journey. little her little bit where she hears herself sing "Let It Go." She's like, "Oh no." Yeah. yeah. She's like, "Oh yeah, I did that." Also, I kind of liked how she like crumbles Hans's little statue. But I just what I liked about Elsa. She's like, "No, everything's fine now." But then she's like, "I want an adventure. I want to go out and see Elsa's what's out powers there." Powers are so cool. Yeah. They are. They really, so really well are. Uh, the the her you guys crossing the dark comment. sea. Her crossing the dark sea is an awesome. awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you brought up the awesome. water horse, like that uh-huh. idea, and like she can turn it to ice, so it can it can move on land. Yeah. Awesome idea. Like the scene where she's trying to save Arendelle, the castle from the, the, tidal the fl- from the tidal yeah. wave, and she's I when like when she first comes down, she and her the she water pulls a Liv Tyler in Lord of the exactly. Rings. Exactly, that's why I told Fanny when we're watching that she does pull Liv Tyler from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, her. <laughs> Her whole sequence uh, going to Atalahan uh, to Hadahalahan. Yeah. I, sw- I, I swear, I think it's Hadahagen. No, I no. looked it up. And there's no. It's Atalahan. It. Atalahan. Get the G out of here. Adina means Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim. Wickedly talented. She goes. She goes all the way up there, and uh, that whole bit of her as she's approaching and she starts the song and she's saying, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. Like that's the part that makes me go, all right, frozen one feels earned because we've seen the, that I don't feel like would land as well without frozen one. Yeah. Like, like right. without having like the, the, past, the, the, the yeah. idea of the knowledge of like the, the torture she'd gone through of feeling so isolated and alone and on is the person who pulled her out of that. Yeah. And now it's like, cool. Now, Hey, do you want to know like what, what's really up with you? Do you want to explore that? Do you want to reach outside of yourself and figure it out? And I think that's really well executed. The visual of her when she's descending down and she's creating the ice pillars awesome. is beautiful. Yeah. Also, hearing, looks beautiful. Hearing her mother sing and reconnecting with I her mom. I didn't see that the call was going to be her mom. I didn't I, see that either. I, I, had, an, I either. had an idea. I, I once once it well they gave it away once we knew it was the mom. Yeah, once because because he says I heard a voice mm-hmm. and someone saved me and it was the same call. And then we see the frozen. And thing. then we find out that it's their mom and then so like yeah, it's her it's oh. her mom's voice calling from the memories of the water. The uh I like that moment. Yeah, so <laughs> again, water has memories. The idea that that Atahalan is like a giant like time sphere and like her mom is calling from the past. 
Yeah. That is so awesome. That is yes. like some science fiction nonsense that I like. Yeah. That's transferred in the fantasy. Yeah. That's maybe my favorite like aspect of the movie. And the oh, way yeah. she takes it's that constant like and swirls it around and transforms it into a whole bed of memories. Yeah. yeah. Both her own and people before her. Yeah. Like awesome. where she finds out that Arendelle were, were the bad guys. Yes. yes. I really liked that. Using bit. like again, using the water to form like pictures and memories is like uh-huh. that's probably my favorite part of the movie. That stuff's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Yeah, that whole sequence wanna... in Otto Holland is probably my favorite part yeah. too. Well while Olaf's death didn't really get me, uh, in that moment, him telling Anna, even though I know better I don't think Elsa's okay. Yeah. I think she went too far and Anna having to be like, oh my God, did yeah. my sister die? That's what worked. And I just wish Anna's whole thing after, like I know we talked about, it's just but a like, reaction. come through. Yeah. yeah. I want to touch on Sterling K. Brown. <clears throat> He's good. His, He's incredible. His voice is. is so soothing. It is. I want to listen to him. He was so wow. happy to be in this movie, yeah. guys. Anna? He's so happy to be in this movie. Like, was... This is the thing I told you at D23, is that D23, he saw for the first time footage of him in this movie. Uh, animated and everything, and he geeked out so hard. He was so <laughs> excited, like squealing and pointing and being that's like, so "That's cool. me, guys!" I love how he's talking to Anna. Is like, "Hey, is that one lady still married?" She's like, "No." I was like, "Why does that make me sad and happy at the same time?" No, he says, uh, no. Uh, oh, "Why? Why does that oh, make me? Wow. Why, that why make didn't me that happy? make me feel better?" Yeah, yeah. I, was, I thought uh, I'd be happier. I was so I wanted to touch on him because the, he has uh, one of my favorite mo- moments in the movie, and I will. I love this gag. I know it's in other movies, <laughs> and I will. And I will be sad the day I don't love it. But when Olaf is recapping the first movie, yeah. it's uh, it's his K. Michael Brown. Pena moment. Yeah, yeah, it is for Sterling totally K. Brown, and Sterling K. Brown is is reacting like, "Oh no!" And Hans, yeah. Anna, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, it's the, the, so the, good. With the way that they poke jokes at the Hans reveal of being a villain as like, okay, we kind of know that came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we pulled that out of our butt. We get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that Sterling K. Brown is part of that and goes, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah. it's so. It's so I, good. I, her parents I, are I, dead. I just love it. Her parents are dead. No. no. Uh, <laughs> Alfred Molina is really awesome for the small time he's here as yeah. the dad. Yeah, I recognize I Doc Ock. I, um, I do love how he's like. Well, he's like that's no enchanted forest I've ever seen. What? Like honestly, did you wait, catch what? the Baymax? Yeah. Yes. yes. Did you catch the Dumbo? Yeah. Yes. Well, she's uh, holding the Snow, Dumbo. Snow White is also the princess. I only, oh, I did not. Catch I only that. caught the Damn. Baymax because the kid behind me was like Baymax. I saw. I, I saw you go. Yeah. <laughs> I actually caught the Baymax because Fanny pointed it out. I saw yeah. Dumbo first. So it's just funny because like l- kids that are like six years old, they just see things that are like Elsa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like Baymax. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I also thought Evan Rachel Wood did a really good job with her time in the Got film, especially her voice. song. Me too. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. really cool. I I enjoyed this movie a whole lot. I'll tell I, you what. I real quick. I. I won't ever listen to the Frozen One soundtrack, but I'll probably check out some of these songs again. I listen to Love Is an Open Door. I won't deny that. That's a good one. You're right. Uh, Okay, I will not lie. When Disneyland was doing their 60th uh, anniversary fireworks and they had the Let It Go part, I was belting that shit. Yeah, it's a good song. I had no shame, but you're right. It was overplayed a lot. But listening, I will listen to Into the Unknown by Panic at the Disco and Adidas Menzel. That's I love hot. both that versions I, a lot. I do think that the Panic at the Disco cover is, a hot is, track. is really great. Yeah. Um, I think that the part where the song really, outside of like having the melody that she's responding to, which I think that's a really cool moment, the way she's you know, walking down, she's like, I'm ignoring this, I'm not going to hear you, and she's calling out to it, and, and it's just echoing back at her, and she's like, screw you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when she steps out and, and she's challenging it to show her things, and it's showing her things she hasn't even seen yet, uh, through the visions of the spirits and everything, and the way that's timed with the music is really yeah. cool. Oh yeah. yeah, I agree. Yo, those rock giants, the Earth giants, 
are rad. I love all the all the all, ele- all the all elemental, elemental things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I did not expect the fire element. Is nature? Mm. What are they called? Like spirits? spirits. I didn't expect yeah. the fire spirits. spirit to be a little like salamander. It's really yeah. cute. Yeah. I like that little knock is so cute. I and like he was how just so scared. Yeah. I like how they call the wind spirit Gale, like yeah. a gale of wind. Yep. And of course, you, you get the water nook, which is the horse, and the I like that she has to like biscuit. relate to each of the spirits in an, in a yeah. in her own way in yeah. order for them to calm she has down to, like, and tame like, them. Basically, yeah, exactly. Like when she friends. Like when she was on the back of the horse, it was like a bucking bronco at a rodeo yeah uh, that's an incredible sequence which she's uh it, it was imagery that like it shouldn't surprise me because it's not that intense but like the imagery of the horse plunging her into the bottom yeah. of the ocean yeah. i was like this is pretty dark yeah like, like that horse is trying to drown her yeah. yeah that's that's pretty heavy the stuff where the horse just like appears in places is yeah. super cool yeah um <laughs> and samantha uh I oh really, god best joke i really <laughs> love the sequence where she's uh pushing the wind spirit aside with her with powers. Her ice. Uh-huh. And then the, the memories show up. You the see, end, like, the kids? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was real cool. Yeah. Uh, the Samantha joke. Ben yeah. brought it up. The Samantha joke's incredible. So good. good. Again, Josh, like, I, Josh Gad is allowed to, like, really play up to his strengths in this one. Def, I would say so, because... Samantha? Like... <clears throat> Olaf, I would agree with Ryan in the first movie. I do not like Olaf. I, I, I did a 180 on this character. I definitely don't <laughs> I like him in his Frozen him. Adventure yeah. short. Well, a, a few parts, he's pretty funny. But I love Josh Gad as an actor. Right. And you should watch him. The Little Monsters. It's like it's yeah. the best thing I've ever seen him in. For, you, should for real. Also, you should also listen to the Book of Mormon soundtrack. Oh, I, I've seen the Book of Mormon. Oh, have you seen Josh Gad in it? Yes. Oh, even better. It was on YouTube. Death okay. on, <laughs> it was on YouTube. Death on the Nile coming. Yeah. coming. He's not in Death on the oh, Nile, but rip. it's coming. But um, Ol- like Olaf's thing, like he's like, El- uh, Anna, Kristoff, Samantha. <laughs> I don't even know Samantha. If you hear their shh, Samantha, it's like Olaf look is the, very the, funny in this movie. Look through the the the, the hole, Samantha. <laughs> or even in the beginning when he's talking to uh, Anna is like and he's like yes yeah, so I'm just getting way more mature the now. charades the charades oh the charades, the charades is, good. Bit so is great how she's like she can't make the ice <laughs> yes <laughs> she's like uh it's like ice yeah the, it was ice they feel so much more vibrant as characters yeah. in this yes. film across the board yeah. um Olaf uh one of my particular favorite is like uh Anna says uh, we're just stuck in this deep dark pit, and he's like, with no way out, and he's like, "Well, I see a spooky way in." Yeah, <laughs> just, like I raises see, his eyebrows. I under. see this pitch black uh, entrance over here. Yeah. I really like Anna's outfit in that scene. <clears throat> yeah, it's really good. I really like Olaf's outfit They're, at the end. The, the colors, <laughs> the colors in this are so yeah. cool. And this movie's weirdly, it's, at least with its beginning, kind of a Thanksgiving film. Well, gobble, gobble. Yeah, a little bit. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's I cool. get, actually the whole film. I guess is kind of Thanksgiving themed. It's like because uh, it takes you getting the family back together. Get, well, getting the family yeah. back together after like uh, tribalism. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so manifest destiny. Yay, colonialism! <laughs> oh, all these white people. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have my, my biggest criticism with the movie is that uh, it fumbles towards the end. Um, yeah. this movie's really good. If you go back to Frozen One, it makes that movie look even dumber than it did before. <laughs> did you watch it after? No, I'm saying that um. It retcons a bunch of stuff, right? Uh, by having the mom come from this uh, family, that this group Magic of people family. that knew about the spirits and all of this kind of stuff, and just be like, oh, yeah, no, slap gloves on our daughter and uh, isolate her from her sister because of her powers. That's totally the way we should handle this, so 100%. Yeah. Let's have her live in fear. Because, yeah, the parent in, in the beginning of this movie, the parents mm-hmm. know like it's no big deal, y- right? Yeah. Yeah, like in the beginning of this movie, it's it's that they're... No- well, so in in the Frozen one is... The, the flashback we see is before she accidentally hits Anna with her powers. And that's when they freak out and take her to the rock trolls. And it's like, the rock trolls are like, well, you got to keep them separated forever. And the mom doesn't even spout up and go like, I don't know if this is the best way to handle magic. Yeah, and especially, stuff. Since uh, especially because like the trolls the- in this one. In this one, the trolls are like, <clears throat> we always feared her magic. 
But yeah, her mom should have. They been also like, they also put them through this for for a few years before they go on the ship. Yeah, and try to uh, find a way to help Elsa, and yeah. it's like what, what, which we now know is going up to the dark sea to Otto Holland. Um, but like, why, why would they wait if they thought that was going to help? Right. Yeah. Why did they put the sisters through that wall? Find out, and it, 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 it just makes it, it just like, makes like the first one much. Dumber like, from the parents' perspective. Like in Frozen Two, the first scene of the movie is them walking in on Anna Elsa playing with Elsa's frozen playset. Right, literally frozen playset. Yeah, yeah. which we we get the impression that her parents knew about her powers before oh, yeah. she hit Elsa. Before yeah. we get Anna in the first movie, that's not. I don't no, think no, that no. Was that's new. not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying about like, the, again, like that flashback takes place before they decide to separate yeah. the girls. What I'm saying is, in the first movie, they separated them for a while before a few years before they decided to sail away. Yeah, and why would they wait? Why would yeah. the mom be like, this is the best way to handle this is to encourage fear. Yeah. Um, th- I like the I like the way that they <coughs> recognized her in the K Brown is because of Anna's uh, d- uh, obsession with the pictures for being. Oh, oh yes. So yeah. Uh, yeah. His his picture is visible in the charades room. Is it? It's, it's yeah. behind them That's when cool. they're sitting on the couch. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. General Matias. Do we have anything else? No, I'm just glad I, I liked it. Yeah. Should we? Yeah, final it's, it's it's I really was like, good. I was kind of like Lost in the Woods is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. I was kind of like not looking forward to it because I was like, uh, Frozen's fine or whatever. Yeah. But like, I saw it once, and I'm like, I don't think about it. Uh, I'm just I'm glad I liked it. Yeah. yeah. That's what would you grade it? I'd give it a seven point five. Yeah. Like it it's almost there. Like every aspect is almost there for me. Yeah. The music is is pretty. Good. I think everything with with Elsa specifically is there for yes. me. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think everything with her was so fully realized. I'm like, yes, I'm totally on board. Her songs were the best uh, outside of Lost in the Woods. If Lost in the Woods is, wasn't in this movie, <laughs> it'd probably get a seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you rate it? Nine. You know what? Uh, mm, yeah. Wow. Mm, eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'll go eight and a half. Um, I think that uh, it, I, I'm being a little more objective about that rating, I think, because I, I think for kids, this is this is a l- much better step in mm-hmm. the Frozen uh it has more mature themes. Of like giving things yeah. for them, and I, and I can understand like some of the things that I'm nitpicking about don't matter mm-hmm. uh, when it, you, you take into effect like this is still miles beyond things like um, spies in disguise. I'm sorry, but it's not that kind of like character arc driven film. Like I don't know. No, but I mean like, uh, <laughs> <coughs> but I'm not trying to like be nitpicky about that movie in particular. It's just the first one that came to mind because we saw a trailer. It is not my most anticipated but, um, film of the year. No, I understand, and first. it's okay that it is. But um, <laughs> you heard it first. But, Yo, man, but after I mean, like, Knives Out is done. I don't know what else. Even even with that, like the the way that it's still having to play to like you know this has to appeal to children. Olaf can't stay dead. That kind of thing. I still think that the film goes for a lot of good stuff, even if it doesn't nail every single thing that it's going for. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, the, ben? This movie is all uh, ten times better than the first one. I would definitely watch Frozen Two over Frozen One, but I would probably still watch Frozen One again. Uh, if I was to watch these movies, would you watch Frozen Fever? No. Well, actually, no. I would watch Frozen Fever. I like that Frozen has a song. Fe- I like that it does. Song. I do like Frozen Fever. All right. What about Olaf's Frozen? Adventure? Hell no. Burn that with fire. But, ouch. <laughs> I do not like Olaf's. Oh, I'm sorry. He's I permafrost. Don't. He can't melt. I'm no. sorry, Olaf's Frozen Fever. I didn't know that was going to get so aggressive. Frozen Adventure. <laughs> Whatever. And it, anyways, if they, my biggest criticism is, is, my biggest criticism with this movie is the fact that they didn't really. Not they didn't fix it, but they didn't really dive deeper into Anna and Kristoff, especially after Lost in the Woods, where Kristoff feels like he is growing further, and further away from Anna, and then Anna just all of a sudden is like, "No, no, we're fine now." Now if I they, know that you heard me. Yeah, because he, 
Because if they just explored that a little bit more, this movie would have been a, a hard night for me. Hard but nine. I definitely love all of Elsa's stuff. Like all of her songs, all, all the stuff that she go, all of her character beats in this movie are great. Her finding out her parents was a huge plus. And making, essentially making Frozen kind of matter a little bit more. It's like, yeah, I, I can see this. I can dig this. And also, I, I love the jokes. I love Josh Gad as Olaf in this. I did it 180 just like Ryan. I hated Olaf. Now I like him. And I would say that I agree with Sparks. This is definitely 8.5. I mean, it has to go. Obviously, they have to reach the demographic for the small kids. But for, this is definitely something adults won't roll their eyes of. Oh, God, we have to watch Frozen again. It's like, no, this is actually pretty decent. I, I feel like uh, parents, if they're paying attention, would get a lot out of this more than they did with the first one. I um, yeah, I agree with a lot of that. I, I really like this. Like I said, I had a blast. Uh, if... If I was just ranking it on just how much fun I had alone, it would be a 9 out of 10. And that's totally okay. But because I... Uh, thank you, Ben. Um, <laughs> because I... Um, uh, Overruled. I, I do have the <laughs> issues of, like, you know, the third act just fizzles out. Mm-hmm. And, um, the uh, honest final song isn't that crazy. Yeah. I think I'm probably... Uh, taking those points off would be an 8.5. Uh, but I, I had a real good time in this movie. The, th- the music was excellent. I've been listening to the soundtrack. Uh, I'm only bummed that... The uh, the the trailer song doesn't actually exist as a song, but it's somewhere in the score, and I have to find it. Oh, okay. And that's, that's a bummer because mm-hmm. I like that song a lot. Yeah, I like this a lot. Should yeah. we? Yeah, I'm glad. In? I'm glad Frozen Two's around. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we get into our book club? Oh, oh Rick! Oh man! Oh, roll for initiative, oh. bitches! Oh man! <laughs> McClunky. No. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah. Hi. Um. Do you have any? Books? Uh, could you be a little bit more specific? Um, anything readable? All right, time now for our book club. Yes. Ben. Yes. Take it away. Time to roll initiative, suckers, because my book club is Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons from IDW and Oni Press. So this one, essentially, after when I was rereading this, I was like, damn, this is definitely one long Dungeons and Dragons commercial, but I still don't care because I love D&D. Also, I highly enjoy Rick and Morty. And this was just a fun romp. This was just a fun romp with the Rick and Morty characters playing Dungeons and Dragons or trying to play Dungeons and Dragons. And I still really, really enjoy this. Um, What'd you guys think? I didn't like it. I knew it. I'm not shocked. <laughs> I I love Rick and Morty. I do. I've seen all the episodes. Well, not the ones that are currently airing. Yeah. Screw you, Hulu. Um, but thank Screw you for your service. Um, so it didn't feel like Rick and Morty. It just kind of felt like Dungeons and Dragons, which I had no interest in. Mm-hmm. It's not, no, that's that's one hundred percent fair because yeah. yeah, you are right, Ben. Like I didn't know anything about this comic. This is a commercial for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, totally. But you are kind of learning how to play D anD D, and you are you are entrenched in the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. So I will agree that's kind of almost one of the negatives for yeah. me. But once I kind of realized what it was, um, I found like 50% of the jokes to be good mm-hmm. and the other half are like they're trying to be Dan Harmon yeah. and, and they're not. It, that's yeah. the thing. It's just it's not as smart as Rick and Morty. Yes. It does have, there right. are some good gags that I'm like okay this feels like Rick and Morty but other times I'm like uh, it's definitely yeah. not the same. Yeah. Uh, I thought the first two issues were just alright. I agree. Um, I think the second half like, is much I think, better. I think they are fine. Yeah. Um, it's they, like, almost more like the setup. There's nothing exceptionally great in them. Um, it very much does feel like people who who are trying very hard to emulate the the characters of the show, and sometimes do, and sometimes it's like, y- y- okay, like if you took these exact same things and tried to translate it into an episode of the show, it, it would be not a good episode. Yeah. 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 Um. It, it's, however, it's why I don't like life. However, for the most part. 
once it gets to issues three and four, Jerry Jerry is the best thing about this comic. Exactly. <laughs> Jerry's good. Um, yeah, I like, I like Jerry. I, that doesn't make everything in this comic good, but you know, Jerry's good. Guys, you know who yeah. I think is better than Jerry? Gary. Gary is the guy who's like, I come when I'm summoned, and thus my blood debt is fulfilled. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. that's a good gag. Yeah. I bequeath the voucher, and thus my blood debt is fulfilled. Yeah, that's yeah. a good gag. The, it's the, it's the two gag, pages. The gag of them when they uh, they unplug them, and it's like, this guy's a platinum member. Yeah. And it's like his little thing is saying, I have drinks with your boss. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we got we to gotta yeah. fix this. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's all good and everything, but it's really Jerry. That's the standout for uh-huh. me. Um, because Jerry... Uh, being in this setting where he suddenly has the ability, he's like, I'm not even a different version of myself. I'm just able to articulate myself better and recognize that, mm-hmm. like, I'm not good at caring for people. Rick is bad at caring about people. And that's one of the best things that this comic does. Yeah. Uh, and I think that part is exceptionally cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, Everything I else, I think, is all right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that, yeah, that's fine. It is. I did have a good time, and I do agree with Sparks. Like, I think once Jerry got involved and like the adventure <laughs> kind of like fully started happening, yeah, uh, there but was even, a lot more good. Even jokes. when I was rereading it, because one of the things I kind of did enjoy, even the first, I mean, yeah, I still have some problems with the first two issues, uh, is Rick taking Morty through the different editions of Dungeons and Dragons. Like, that, that's interesting because like that. when people do get into Dungeons and Dragons, if they're completely noob, they don't know the different editions, like first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Like I do enjoy the joke of like of when Morty's saying, but Rick, we played one through three. What about four? He's like, we don't talk about four. We don't because even in the D and D community, they hate fourth edition. Fifth edition was like a saving grace when that finally came out. Sure, but, I I do think um the like the the I guess you call it a twist that they're like actually like doing bad things or working. Oh yeah, like, I actually thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I did and too. Then, yeah. And then the stuff with like those creatures and like you you killed my family and like are we the bad guys? Yeah. Like yeah. I always like stories like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think th- again like the second half is like much more interesting and it's uh-huh. less trying to teach you about Dungeons and Dragons and just living it. Um. So yeah, I think yeah, I think I it's like seventy five percent a good book. I had a, I had a hard. I think a lot of my re- my issues with this book are the first two issues because yeah. I don't. Rick spouting Dungeons and Dragons trivia. It's like a, crazy. It is a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't care. But at the same time, I truly respect them for trying to make a Rick and Morty comic that is also educational about Dungeons and Dragons. Because mm-hmm. that is such an odd concept Concept that they, they they got a little bit of it right is kind of fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like, like Rick and Morty is like, it has such a fan base and it has such, it's like such a specific type of comedy. But also trying to make it about role playing, and, and certainly should have some overlap with Harmon Quest. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like they're trying to grab that audience and, and really get them into it. And like I re- I respect it, but it's not delivered well most of the time in the first two issues. I like the Dungeons yeah. and Dragons episode of Community. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Like yeah. that a lot. All right. Anyway, I, I haven't seen that episode. I need, to, I need to watch it. How long have you been into Dungeons and Dragons? I've I've been in it. Um, he Actually, was born in it. I wasn't molded by it. Oh, Gary Gygax shows up as one of yeah, the... He did, yeah, he yeah in that scene um cuz there's a few there's a few um cameos. You see Matthew Mercer, mm-hmm. the dungeon master from the old anime cartoon series makes a few appearances in here and the ghost of Gary Gygax. Oh my god, there's straight up a McElroy brothers in the Adventure Zone, which is the Dungeons and Dragons podcast I keep telling you to check so it's, out. So it's the it's the kind of thing where like there it's were those like yeah. obvious cameos of things yeah. that are important to and, the community but and even like, the, not to us not to me yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean because for me i know something like i listen to critical role i listen to a lot of critical role and they're they even have matthew mercer's line of how do you want to do this in issue four i think but those cameos i'm like oh hey i know these people i had a feeling maybe ryan was gonna get it, but i had a feeling you guys weren't so can uh, you answer my question how long oh have you been in i actually been in D only for a few years 
Okay, that's what I thought because I, I seem to recall. I don't know when you started. Uh, I started because a friend wanted the starter set for Christmas. Yeah. I bought it for her, and she didn't take it home because she said we only play at your house, so keep it here. And it just stuck with me. I've been trying to find a new Dungeons Dragons group ever since. Ben, before I start hanging out with you guys, uh, like five like five years ago or so, I used to play Dungeons and Dragons weekly with with my yeah. friends, and we didn't use rule sets or anything. We just we did it loose. Like at the end of this comic with Summer mm-hmm. and Rick, it's just right, like yeah. hey, just loose paper and dice, and we yeah. just had fun. We didn't worry about the rules. It's just having fun ex- uh, exploring your character, mm-hmm. uh, and that's truly fun stuff. Uh, and that's it. That's the end of this comic. I really yeah. like that part. Like one of the, one of the lines in this book is there is no right way. There are no rule. Well, there are rules, but there's no right way to play Dungeons. More and rules makes it less fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I did get I did get a lot out of this, but like I was kind of taken aback by again like the first two issues. I'm like, this is an odd, weird comic. It's educational, it but Rick and Morty. Because it doesn't sound like Rick. A lot of it. Sometimes it does, uh, but I do agree. Some of the times I'm like, they're trying and real that, hard. Like, that's not that's not so much an issue with like this book as it is with just licensed comics in general. Because yeah. I, I have an issue with licensed comics that they never feel like the actors. Uh, that I'm that, that I the reason why I like these things is because of the actors because of the sort of writing yeah so and when you do a licensed comic you don't get any of that so so part of my thing is in the first two issues like he, this is something like he, when you watch Rick and Morty like you can tell when Rick is like yanking on Morty's chain or when he's like being sincere to an extent it's hard because yeah. and in the comic it's harder to translate that and it's really hard to understand that like when Rick is like actually saying he's proud that Morty wants to learn D&D, I can't tell sometimes when it was sarcasm or not. And then it turns out that it is supposed to be genuine, but my problem with it is the way that Rick's going about it is like, I don't feel like you are actually trying to get him to like it. It's like when you try to read like a text message. Like, you don't have the tone of your voice, so like, it's impossible to tell what you're reading. And that's a lot of the reason why like, the first two issues kind of fall flat for me is I'm like, I don't feel like you're really trying to get Morty into it. Yeah. Like, you actually are happy that he's doing this because like we've seen when Rick is actually happy to take Morty on a specific kind of adventure kidnap him. <laughs> and that didn't feel like this yeah. in those first two issues that was part of what threw me off about it and then Rick becomes a, a sad sack for issues three and four yeah. yeah, which I also didn't really care for as a character choice where Rick's just being a pain in the butt I, there is I wish I took a picture of it but I can't find it because I took a lot of pictures but there is a part where we're J- it's either Jerry or Summer talking about how Jerry is a good person and Rick is not because Jerry actually cares and Rick just wants you to that's, think he cares that's what I was saying yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, that's Jerry Jerry has that foresight because Morty's like, uh, you know, how do you make yourself cool. so cool? And he's like, it's not cool necessarily. It's charisma and, yeah. and intelligence. I just care about yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rick doesn't care. That's the whole thing. I'm like, <clears> once you take away his like, gadgets and everything, this is who Rick is. Yeah. And like, he's a sad sack. Like yeah. uh, when he was talking, because obviously Rick hates bards yeah. with a burning passion of a thousand suns. Right. He absolutely hates the bards. Was bard. that a and d joke or was that a this comic joke? D&D. I, well, mm, no. Uh, okay. Like, so, is it like a common thing that everyone just hates bards? No, that's not actually. It's just a Rick thing. Rick doesn't like bards because okay. when, like, when Jerry's talking to Morty and he's saying like, "No, bards are really, really cool because they can do a lot of good things," but Rick just doesn't give a shit. I don't remember. Rick I, I feel so like much. it is a common stereotype at at least with older editions of Dungeons and Dragons I would that say most so, people yeah. in older subsects would say that bards are the worst ca- class to play. Yeah. That's something I've heard. Yeah. That is something I've heard. So I, that's I would, not just to this comic. I would definitely say that uh, Scanlan Shorthold from Vox Machina of Critical Role, <laughs> bards are badass. Yeah, but I, I do think that there has been like a stereotype of some sort, at least at some point in Dungeons & Dragons, that bards mm-hmm. are lame. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that. I could, I could agree with that. I mean, one other good thing about this, especially the copies of the book I have, are the variant covers, the character sheets. Right. I mean, because I... 
I mean, there's a bunch of information on here. You obviously don't have to read it. But one thing I did like is um, there's four boxes on the top that are personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws for like the character you're playing. And I have to say Rix is the funniest because it's when he is the bard. And it for his personality traits are F you and F this. When we get out of here, I will make you all pay. I, ne I hate everything. This character sucks. And you're a bard. This is basically your personal hell. So I do like that little tiny little um, detail because it does feel like these characters <coughs> wrote out the character sheets for their D and D characters. I so I, there's sorry, th go ahead. Uh, just real quick, I like Jerry's thing. It's like um, uh, he misses his wife and children deeply and still dreams about them every night. That's not his Dungeons and Dragon character. That's Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a there is a, a difference between writing a character that swears a lot. And writing a character to swear a lot. Yes, yeah. there and, is. And there's a big difference. And there are times in here where they're just writing the characters to make them swear a lot, rather yeah. than writing a character like Rick who does swear a lot, but not necessarily in this way. Yeah. And that was another thing that that like makes the character of Rick I feel yeah. not feel quite as genuine because uh, Rick Rick drops the f bomb for sure in Rick oh and Morty. Yeah. Like he definitely does, but it doesn't feel they're more strategic, funny moments <clears throat> instead of just saying it. Yes, oh. exactly. Uh, and there's there's a difference between writing those two things, and this comic definitely plays into the like writing a character to swear yeah. rather than writing a character that does swear absolutely mm -hmm. um and that that was also something that i felt hurt rick's characterization um because he he says the f word way more than he needs to in this comic yeah. there's a lot of and it feels and it feels just like because we can here yeah because yeah. we can and i'm like mm. and honestly the, the the language isn't why we go to rick and Morty. it makes yeah. it makes rick feel dumber than mm -hmm. rick is because even when rick swears in rick and morty's show he still feels like an intellectual here. He feels somehow drawn back. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, is it? I don't remember it being a the show that Rick just has a bunch of weapons in his body. I mean, he's he's. There are parts. I rem there are parts where he has things here. He pulls shit out of shit all the time. Like yeah. I, Rick and Morty's a weird show. I'm not gonna deny that. I mean, one. yeah. I'm just saying. I don't remember it from the show. I was wondering if it was. No, I got beforehand. you. He's he turned himself into a pickle. I accept everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Pickle Rick. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But uh, th there's definitely some some cool value to to pieces of this for sure. Um, I think I think in particular like uh, the another moment that's really good. It's related to Jerry's character is when um, uh, um, I'm forgetting the name of their mom. Oh, so, uh, oh. Uh, oh. Oh. Jesus, Beth. 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 Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. So, so, Beth, too. so when Beth, uh, Beth is uh, picking her class again, Sarah and she's Chalk, saying, sorry. well, I was a barbarian before because she has a lot of frustration and anger at this time uh, going on inside of her. And she's like, well, I was a barbarian before. I guess I'll be that again. And he's like, you can't be that. That's definitely a cool class. But I've always seen you as more of a healer. You know, of a healer. That's always been who you are to me, Beth. Um, oh, and, yeah. and I thought yeah. that was a really good moment. Jerry's the best in this comic. Yeah, yeah Jerry's Jerry's written really, really well on like, the, the the gimmick of him being able to like it's not him like being a different person it's just him being able to tap into himself better is really cool yeah, i yeah. love at the I end where that. he explains how he banished summer before she died yes i like that too i like that too a lot it's just and, a and game freaks, guys and it's it freaks rick out how smart he is and he's like that yeah. you're making me uncomfortable he's like i could say the same thing about you rick and he's like yeah that's fair yeah yeah <laughs> Um, do we have anything else we want to say about no. this one? I will say uh, uh, Jim Zub is one of the writers, and he he writes a lot of lot of like s uh, smaller comics. He was writing Champions at one yeah. point. Um, I think for what he was assigned to do, write a Rick and Morty comic that teaches you about Dungeons and Dragons. He pitched this. It, then it's a, it's a success. 
Uh, but you have to be into both of these things yeah. to really get anything out of it. I think. Yeah. If you're if you don't know anything about either of these properties, you're screwed. <laughs> I think I think if you're not that into Dungeons and Dragons, you could still enjoy issues three and four. Yeah. I'll say oh, I yeah. think that's true. I think that, that that you don't have to be that into the tabletop game itself to enjoy issues three it's and much, four. It's much more It's just uh, hard to jump in at that point. It's much more explaining in the first couple issues. Yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Whereas issue three and four, you can just kind of go along for the ride. Uh, I I truly think like issue one and two are the setup, and mm-hmm. issue three and four are what you would actually see in a Rick and Morty. Because that's when the episode. whole family gets brought into that's the That's where you would actually yeah. see mm-hmm. a Rick and Morty episode happen. Yeah. yeah. Um and they've basically done that. Right? I do yeah. like Morty uh uh, feeling the pressure to get into D anD D when he's yeah. going around school, he's like, yeah. "Gamers get laid." What is yeah. this? Gamers that's, get that's even, good. even the first oh, few episodes man. where you hear a bunch of people talk about Dungeons and Dragons, even in high school, because before, back, especially when it first around, Dungeons and Dragons was thing you do not talk about also, outside. For Satan worshippers. <laughs> yeah, this is this is definitely a cool read. I, I wish yeah. there was more to it that I felt. Uh, felt so more true to the show in mm-hmm. issues one and two. Uh, I understand like what you're saying that it's it's also educating you about Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm like that is really cool. Um, but but yeah, Rick and Morty is also like way like really mature, and this book isn't doesn't feel rated R to me. Not that it has to, but like it's Rick and Morty, except like, for they, like the overblown expletives. Well, yeah, but like there's nothing like gory. No, that's or, what I'm like, saying. Yeah, yeah, like there's not like there's not a, a pickle Rick di- destroying rats like, and you see gore everywhere. Yeah, if you're if you're already going to get the R rating anyway because of how much you swear, why not go for? That's, yeah, exactly. Graphic. It's like it's like PG yeah. fantasy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan, what's up? It's your turn. It is. Next week. I'm so excited for this book club. You guys know Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly, right? Never heard of them. Maybe wrote. Arguably one of the best Superman comics of all time. Maybe wrote the best Batman comic of all time. Oh, Doomsday Clock. Mm-hmm. That's not who I said. Oh, <laughs> uh, Graham Morrison's currently writing a really good Green Lantern. What's, right? Uh, what, what did he? Do? What did the artist? Artist. Uh, for, Frank for quietly. What, what Batman did he do? Batman and Robin. I thought that was Chris Burnham. Nope. Oh, right. No, that's so. Batman Incorporated. Gotcha. I, I yeah. do remember the. I do remember. I knew s- Chris Burnham worked somewhere. He's in there. You know what's yeah. the weirdest? Um, quietly Morrison conjuncture that I had. What? Flex Metallo, Man of Muscle Mystery. That's a good point. That was weird. Is it that one? It's not. Okay. Guys, it's Grant Morrison's X-Men. <laughs> I picked this the book. The new X-Men. The new X-Men issues one. Okay, so it's the first arc is three issues, 114 to 117. And then I wanted to do the second arc because three issues is not a lot. But the next arc is eight issues long, so I'm not doing that. So it's the first three issues, and then the issue after that is the annual. So it's only four issues. Okay. Um, this is... Uh, this came out in 2001, and the, the things we're feeling about Hawkspox, this is what they were feeling in 2001 because Grant Morrison came in and he ushered in this brand new era for X-Men that changed things radically. And I want you, you guys to see what this, what this crazy world of X-Men was 20 years ago um, that ushered in what Hawkspox is in today. And you guys know Grant Morrison's a crazy writer, and uh, I've wanted, I wanted you to pick this book up at the last Comic-Con, yeah, but we was, couldn't find it. This is the startup to the Gen- Genocide. Yes, so the first issue, or the first volume is EX for Extinction, and it's... Uh, they it's, revisited that for Secret Wars. Yes, they did. Uh, uh, that's actually a pretty good book. Chris uh, Burnham. Yep. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, I knew he's there somewhere. So, uh, the first three issues is Quietly Art, and then the annual is Lionel Francis Yu, who is the current X-Men oh, artist yeah, yeah. with Jonathan Hickman. So, it's full circle, and you guys will see a lot of uh, parallels between those books and the books happening now. I'm very excited for you guys to read it. This is, like, top ten X-Men ever written. It's so, I'm so happy. Really I love well. it. You, you just made me think about Multiversity 2. In 2025? Yeah, I don't know, man. Is he actually working on that? Is that real? Is it happening? Look, Multiversity ended up being real. You know, that's, yeah. f- that's a good that point. That is very true. That so. is a true statement. <laughs> Did, 
I remember enjoying Multiversity. It's good. Though. Multiversity Om- is good. Almost all but of it. Multiversity is good. was rumored for 10, 15 years. Yeah, You're right. for real. You're right. Now, um, I remember. Now, I remember when he dropped Wonder Woman, uh, Earth two, Earth one, Volume two on me, and I didn't yeah. even realize it. You guys like Zorn in in Hawks yeah. Pox, right? Origin of Zorn. Nice. Oh, cool. There you go. You're gonna learn about Zorn. All right, guys. Boop, boop, boop. That's the show. Ah. That's that's not the right melody. I, I wanted to go fast and hard. Sorry. <laughs> Don't ever go fast and hard, baby. Slow. Uh, you. Big nerd after dark. Oh my. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Next week, guys. What's up? Got some. Got some stuffs. Uh, Downright nerdy's coming down. Holy shit! I cannot wait. Now, this doesn't mean that we are dropping that episode next week. No. It no. will take a little while for us to put it together after we've recorded it. Editing. Because Videos. of video uh, aspects to it. So. Yep. Th- that's not what's coming out next week, but we are recording it next week. Yeah. True. Um, we may be doing a Knives Out review next week. We well. are doing a Knives Out. I would love well, I gotta to. talk to you about that, actually. We gotta talk no, about we it. are doing it. Can we push it the week after? No, we are doing it. Here he's, we are. He's, I'm not going to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So maybe My knives out. are in. Uh, and Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Um, no. That's a gobble. <laughs> that sounded a lot happy, like Benitas. Or, that, or, or what's that guy's name? The guy who goes, ha, 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 ha. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so happy Thanksgiving all. I uh, hope you guys have a good holiday. Only in America though. Uh, only in America. Um, let's do some plugs. YouTube. We have a YouTube page, guys. We do. Uh, it might be taken down by Copra. No, it's we'll not. See. No, we're it's gonna not. be fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. Good lord, uh, that got blown up so much out of proportion. Copra's terrible. I think I don't care. Um, we're fine. <laughs> we don't have enough viewers for it to matter anyway. So yeah, get us more viewers, guys. Like, click the link in just the description. Just get us hundred. We have like fifty subscribers though. We Over fifty. We just yeah. want hundred. I just want hundred. Just want to change that name. That's all you want. Uh, but on that sh- on that YouTube channel, you can see obviously episodes of this show, uh, topics of the show, a lot of the back catalog, mm-hmm. uh, such as our, our MCU stuff. But new shows such as Fake Nerds Watch. Yeah, boy. Is it Fake Nerds Watch or Fake Nerd Watch? You know fake what? Nerds yeah. Watch. Yes, it's there supposed to be Fake Nerds Watch. There yes. you go. Fake Nerds Watch. Uh, where they where the, the the boys here are doing Watchmen every week. We sure are. We also have a review of the boys. Lots of truth statements. And uh, the Mandalorian with you. And the Mandalorian with me. Bi-weekly. Uh, That's bi-weekly. So that'll be up weekend Mm, after. Next week. Not this week, but the week coming. Yeah. And uh, put Dark Crystal. You want to say that? Uh, (laughs) We're we're doing our best, but we're in holiday time. Man, it's hard. Yeah. We we got busy. We we got shows Basement Arcade. Yeah. uh, Which is Ben Ryan's show. Sonic Mania. There you guys are doing Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania right now. How many episodes you guys got left of that one? More than we need. More. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you look like you're done with this one. No, I'm not. It's just like it's 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 a, it's longer than I thought. He you keeps know? dying. Ben. Yeah, I you know. You play I'm Sonic sorry. games. You know you I have know, to learn how to play I the know, level. I know. So don't get mad when I die. I, I'm for not. The first I'm not. Time. I'm not I think, getting uh, mad. Okay. I think we opened up a, a wound. Yeah, yeah you did. There's you no did. wounds at all. There, there's not. There's um, not. More more base arcade coming. Yeah, we just the schedules, man. Schedules like. We, I don't want to start a didn't, new show when we, we have ju- other shows. We we just talked about a game last week that we're gonna yeah. probably do on Basement Arcade. Did we talk about it on here? Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. Black Black Sad. Black Sad? Okay, let's make Black, Black, Black Sad. Sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, the adventure Black Sad uh, like Telltale S game. Don't we all we have all done a Basement Arcade that should be coming soon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honk. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta talk about when we're gonna release that bad boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> release it. <laughs> release it. <laughs> so Whenever you want, I say. Um, so yeah, right we got now. those those cool shows. Um, Funko, we have a Funko affiliate. You can use oh new show, new store opened up in Hollywood uh, th- this week. Yes. Oh, a Funko store, Funko HQ, so it's like our merchandise store yeah. uh, in Hollywood. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Th- thanks <laughs> to the audience. Oh, you're okay. welcome to the audience. 
Um, we have a Funko promo code. You can click the link in the description for uh, for 10% off your purchase if you use promo code SHOP10 at checkout. It's Christmas time, guys. Get those gifts. Get, Get us those money. Funkos. Um, Get the Funko out. Patreon. We have a Patreon, guys. Yep. That's all that needs to be That's said. That's all that needs to be said. T Public. Listen, listen, if you do the $25 uh, boat thing, Brandon, you buy the boat and then I'll deck it out like a Marauder's boat. Guys, do the $25 thing. <laughs> yeah, do it. I want some <laughs> the kitty, The Kitty Hawk. That's the boat's name. The I Kitty want Hawk. The Fake Nord Podcast. The Fake Nord <laughs> Podcast. America number one pod. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so we have a Patreon. Two tiers there. Yeah. I'll sometimes throw up an episode if it, a special early. If we do them. If I do them. <laughs> if we make them. If I also, also the Terminator episode was supposed to go up, but that was late. I Is that is that up? Yeah, it's it's up, up now. Okay, I didn't. I, I put it up on Wednesday. Terminator oh, yeah. franchise discussion up. Yeah. That was a good good discussion. Mm-hmm. Hour forty nine minutes. Um, T public sales galore on our T public again Christmas time thirty five percent off. Um, not right now, but for Black Friday. You can also buy a shirt for downright nerdy. Yes, at the same site. Yes, they're up. They're on sale. And you could buy the downright nerdy fake nerd podcast shirt. You could crossover <laughs> shirt. True I don't is. know why you would, but you could support the po- support the crossover guys. <laughs> Support the crossover. Support the crisis. We don't have we don't have crisis money. Our Star Wars is in crisis. Can, oh shit, that's good. Oh. Bye guys. We do a we <laughs> <laughs> thanks to our listeners. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks to Jeremy Bellucci. Thanks Jeremy for our musics and uh, theme songs and whatnots. Uh, you can find him at uh, at Jeremy Bellucci keyboards. Uh, his show Suburban Proctologist. Uh, you can find that on iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist official. And Instagram at Subpark Podcast. Thanks to Mike Matola. Thank good you, friend Mike. of ours. Uh, we we miss him. Can't wait to find out what his next art is. You can see him sometimes in our panel video. Heck yeah, third of the time. Yeah, I love it. Um, you can find him at Mike Matola. Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. I said that already. <laughs> you <can> find <laughs> us on hey, we double appreciate you. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook Podcast. Shit. What's wrong with me? <laughs> it's getting late. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. The batteries, <laughs> they're running out. <laughs> I'm like the, the plastic Santa Claus for the Santa Claus 2. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. If you like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure. Nope, FicknerGuys at gmail.com. Oh. Go there. Uh, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks. Hey, guys, if you want to listen to Let It Go, sung in Klingon, you can find that by Googling it, and it's available on SoundCloud. All right, I'm at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Chocolate Chocolate Oh, my God. Now oh, I'm kind of I, I'd rather have my ears not bleed, thank you very much. Chocolate no, where you at? <laughs> you can find me on the internet, on Instagram and Twitter, at BenMagic27. You can also find me writing for Old School we're oldschoolgamermagazine.com. I, ed- I started an article before we started recording this, so hopefully that will go up tonight. If it doesn't, it will go up tomorrow. And just in case you're wondering, I am still talking with auth- author Rachel Litvin. That that interview is going to happen. Schedules, they suck. Oh, they they do suck. the reason why we're not talking to Mark Guggenheim before the crisis. The Googs. Yeah. yeah, but schedules suck. It is going to happen. I'm still talking to her. We're trying to figure stuff out. It's just schedules, guys. It sucks, like Ryan said earlier. Ryan, if you learn how to speak Klingon, and I learned how to speak Krakoan. Let's do a, a matchup. Let's do it. A Klingon Krakoan. But wait, matchup. I can already read Krakoan. Shit, you're way ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I gotta learn Klingon. <laughs> I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. Also, I made a TikTok. Find me on TikTok at DJ Tony Snark six one six. It's the most popular thing that any of us has ever done. <laughs> I can't believe it. People love cats. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
I have like 5,000 views. At the end of every episode, <laughs> you need to say, subscribe to Fake Nerd Podcast. <laughs> I sh- oh, my God. We're going to have a bunch of like 12-year-olds listening now. It's going to be awful. Oh. All right. That's it. That's it. That's it. Stay fake, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in on that. I'm...